Timo Werner's broken. That, that's all I can say. Yeah, he is. Awful. I want to. I want to give him another year, though. Honestly, I, yeah. Um, we we know what he's capable of doing. Um, it's kind of like the whole Trent thing. We know what he's capable of. We've seen it. Um, maybe not at this at in the Premier League, but if he could just channel that man, he could, he would be absolutely dirty. And I, I still wish Liverpool kind just, of had gotten them. I don't know. I just don't know what what is wrong with Chelsea strikers like Timo Werner cannot score. It's the same as Alvaro Morata a couple years ago. Just this, this great inform. Morata has always in. go. Morata is, is a fucking burrito up top. He's terrible, bro. He's, he's a dead weight. On today's footy corner, Arena's is back as the panel discusses top four, bottom three champions league and Europa league. Is the Swiss format for the new champions league better than pundits make it out to be? Germany's embarrassed. Gunnigan sends mixed signals, and we debate the best champions of all time. Along with the typical comments, predictions, and Mount Rushmore, next. And we are back on the footy corner. We have an exciting episode today. The panel is back. And you know <laughs> I don't even need the sound effect with Brian here. Uh, let's read like Michael Winslow here. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's read. You don't know who Michael Winslow is, do you, Afshin? Hell no, I don't. Irene definitely doesn't. I'll, I'll bet uh, Jeff does, though. Who? Michael Winslow. We, we are off on a tangent before Afshin can throw the fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. podcast. <laughs> Brian's fault. It's going to be a long night, boys. Oh, dear. <laughs> so who is Michael Winslow? Let's start with that. It's like the sound effects dude from like a uh, police Academy and space. Yeah. Oh, him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Well, you know what, with that said, I guess he'll introduce himself, Brian in Indy. Brian, how's everything going? Mr. Michael Winslow himself. <laughs> I wish. No, things are going good. Um, busy, busy at work, but I got my first COVID shot tomorrow. So I'm excited about that and get, immu- get immunity. Good to hear that. We have uh, back for the first time in three months. Uh, I can see <laughs> co-host Arine. Arine, you're uh, walking back from a run. How's everything going? It's good. A little chilly, but we're, we're good. What, what do you have to say to the listeners? You're back. I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I had to, I had to get, uh, I had to focus on my health and like my career. So I had to take some time off. I think I had like, I went under anesthesia five times last year and I had to take physical therapy serious and all that. So I didn't mean to leave anyone hanging. So I just had you're, to take care of myself. You're telling us that podcasting is not your career. <laughs> <laughs> you're saying the footy corner podcast does not pay the bills. <laughs> I thought we had. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Career. No. <laughs> So that's good. It's good to have you back. Good to have you on. And hopefully we'll, uh, we'll have you on more often here. Uh, Jeff, uh, up in Canada, you, you're telling us the streets are wild. What's going on over there? Uh, it's a lot of robberies going on. And <laughs> again, I'm getting a lot of calls today. Oh my days. It wasn't good. Taking care of business over there. I was going like to say, Chicago. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, bro, if you lived here, you wouldn't take a minute off. I wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't do this job in Chicago. Trust me. <laughs> oh, it's a fun time. <laughs> it's good. It's good having you on. Good to uh, hear that you've uh, you're back from those emergencies at least right now. I was going to say it's, I haven't heard much from Jeff today, so you had to have been really busy. 
so there's that. And then back, we round back to Chicago. Well, I guess we went to Chicago with Arine. Steve, how's everything going with you? Oh, it's a, it's a wild mixed bag right now between a, uh, I was saying earlier, we, we found a, a kitten on our nightly walk with our dog. So that was interesting. And then uh, I got a little discrimination complaint against Walgreens, which was fun. Oh no. My wife and I set up to get uh, the COVID vaccine mm-hmm. and uh, I got my shot and she is the one who is like legally able to get the shot because she's part of the one B category of being pregnant and they turned her away. Oh my so, God. What, what, how, how do you just fucking turn someone away? What that, was, that was our question. And so they, they, the people that work there said like, Oh, we, we can't, the system will not allow us to, we put in that you're pregnant and it will not like give the vaccine. And someone, one of our, two of our other friends went to different, uh, Walgreens the next day and got the vaccine. So I'm like, eh, that's what? fucking well, stupid. I yeah. think uh, I think we have another tweet display. I think Walgreens is up for nonce of the week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're we're gonna take them down one at a time. Walgreens and Popeyes, just, uh, <laughs> one by one. Just never go there again. I guess corporations nonsense about. <laughs> Absolutely, jeez, tough deer there. But uh, yeah, that's uh. <laughs> That's wild. Uh, and uh, Nikhil is not here with us. I think Elon's holding him hostage today. Uh, and he did say he might not be here. So we don't know what's going on at Tesla today, but um, all the best to Nikhil. And he might he might pop in. Who knows, right? So <laughs> let's just jump into it, guys. It's great to have everyone back. It's nice to not just speak by myself into a microphone. And and then I, I do enjoy the episodes with the, with the other co-hosts, but here we are. Let's start with the international break because that's where we sit. We're in the middle of an international break here. And, you know, we talked about last episode, Ralph Hassenhudel mentioned that it's a mistake to have an international break during a pandemic. It makes no sense to have these people travel. It's because the thing's still kicking. I know the vaccine is happening, but this thing is still going on. As we saw, uh, Inter, I believe, had some issues last week. They couldn't even travel to their uh, respective international sides. So what are your guys' thoughts? You know, we have the pandemic on one end, but then we have the need to proceed and do these qualifiers for the competitions on the other end. Uh, I'm just curious to see where the rest of the panel stands on having the international break still at this moment in time, whoever wants to go, whoever feels passionate. I don't, I don't think it, I don't think it matters. There's still so much travel among the league, like uh, intra league travel within the country. There's champions league, there's Europa league. It's, it's just more of the same. I don't, I mean, yes, the volume is higher, so there's increased risk. But and you know, I, I just don't think it fucking matters. Just play play the game, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with that. And looking at both sides of it, um, I think players are probably given the option if you don't feel comfortable, you know, don't participate. But I think whether we like it or not, or the general likes it or not, the show has to go on. So. I think those that want to and, um, you know, uh, can, can, can travel with the respective countries and then compete. But again, if, if you, obviously if you get COVID or some shit like that, or, um, don't feel comfortable, you shouldn't feel obligated. And I mean, you shouldn't get shit for it. So yeah, I, I, I think that's probably how it should be handled. Kind of like how the world is right now. I mean, there's some people that don't want to get the vaccine and, um, I mean, I've gotten it, but I'm saying, you know, you, you just have to hear both sides out, I guess, whether you agree or not. It's just kind of continue with 
normality because we because they do have to host the World Cup, right? Well, is it this upcoming summer? No, 2022. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm fucked. Yeah, sorry, the Olympics. Yeah. So, I mean, the show has to go on. And um, like, I'm, like I said, if, if Ralph Hans the Noodle, whatever the fuck his name is, is a problem, then he's not the one that has to travel or whatever, you know what I mean? Or if he doesn't want to, he don't, you know? But for those that can and want to represent their country, you know, obviously it's a tough time. I mean, they should, uh, yeah, it's they not should like, be able to. It's not like many Southampton players are playing internationally. There's Jay yeah. Adams, but that's but, about yeah. it. He's in Scotland. But I'm totally, yeah, but I'm totally, for, don't get me wrong, if Inter Milan had, you know, had you troubles, know. then obviously keeping them back for safety reasons, but... You know, if a team's healthy and they test negative, then, you know, why yeah. not? Go for it. You, you know when Arnie's going at a name like Ralph Hassenhudel, he's back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's great. Uh, Jeff, Brian, you, Jeff or Steve, what are your guys' thoughts on this? I was going to say, Brian, you forgot about Takumi Minamino. And the, the only player that scored against Chelsea since uh, Tuchel's Well, I, I was yeah. going to point out more the fact that Japan beat Mongolia like 14 to 0. Which what about was Canada? Huh? What about Canada? We won eleven nothing. Who'd they beat? Like uh, Trinidad? Well, no, I shouldn't say Trinidad. Martinique or something? Uh, Cayman Islands. Oh, okay. At this point, at this point <laughs> you can put me on the Cayman Islands. I'm coming off of like four surgeries and being a bomb, bro. Get out of here with that. <laughs> hey, hey. I mean, to be fair, to be fair, Canada does like legit have a decent team, so. They no got, no like, shit Alfonso against them. Babies. That's it. Yeah. On, uh, no. Who's that? Uh, who's their striker um, that plays for? I think Lille. David. Oh. David. Wow. Jonathan David. John. Yeah. You don't even know his name, Brian. So I don't think that's a valid argument. Sorry, bud. I don't know. <laughs> he's he's decent. There's, there's Irene back. <laughs> I mean, the U.S. ain't U.S. ain't great, but like we're definitely better than. I mean, that Canada's no no offense, Jeff. Like, but like for now, Canada, are changing. I mean, I think forever. Let's be honest. You guys are a hockey <laughs> hockey country. I mean, but we'll see. So we'll concede hockey to you. And then we'll take basketball and soccer. I'm not conceding hockey. Fuck off. I'm not conceding hockey. You should concede hockey hockey? right away. (laughs) The juniors. uh, We just beat Canada, right? Oh, yeah. Whatever. Who cares? Twice? Twice? The only reason you guys have seen seen a Stanley Cup is because of Canadians. (laughs) And the only reason the league exists is because of America. That's not true. It'd be a four-team league in Canada. No one would watch it. You guys wouldn't have any money in the league. Whatever. Let's move on. Yeah. I, 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 have, a, I have a bet with a friend that I'm, I, my bet is that the Simpsons will get canceled before a Canadian team wins the Stanley Cup. And I'm pretty confident that I'll win. Well, the Simpsons better get canceled this year. <laughs> you guys ain't winning this year. Yeah, you watch. You're coming home, Jeff. Actually, you know what? With with this year, you're more likely to, you're guaranteed a spot in the conference finals. So yeah, the final four. It's better than you've done in the last ten years. I I would, I would like to see Canada in it, and not like no offense. I know it's cool to see Trinidad and Tobago in it, but like I don't know. I'd rather see Canada in it personally. The world, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of over the miracle stories of like North Korea and all those wild countries (laughs) making it. I don't want to see that, bro. Tahiti, right? Didn't Tahiti make it and just get wrecked? 
by like Spain or something. I don't want to see that. Probably, yeah. Yeah, the Confederations Cup. They made that. Canada has made it before, if you don't remember. Yeah, they have. (laughs) You know, I do see them. uh, I I do think they're getting better. And then, uh, you know, under this current uh, format, they can make it. But I know they're expanding. And I think then you'll get used to seeing them in it for sure under the expanded format. It's just there are two teams. I think that the U.S. and Canada are gaining a lot of traction from from MLS and then having <coughs> the players, some of their big players, go out to Europe and gain, uh, you know, some some action there. You know, I think Aronson is an example of an American that started in MLS and then we got him to Europe early enough that that he got Davies. You know, started out here and then got there early enough, got out of the system here early enough to get better. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. It'll be fun. Hopefully. The rivalry is a little, little more intense in soccer, similar to how it is in hockey. But uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. I, I guess <laughs> to finish. Do, the, um, yeah, go ahead. Does Canada get a guaranteed spot in the next World Cup since they're yes. co-hosts? Yep, yes, they do. Okay, they do. But they're, I didn't, they're in yeah. the qualifying right now, and they're probably going to make it to the final because it's now the octagon for the hex, right? There are eight teams instead of yeah. they'll probably be in that one. And yeah. so that'll I be- think Canada would be a great host for the World Cup. All the cities are beautiful and uh, pretty diverse. Yeah. And all that. They're they're yeah. co-hosting with USA and Mexico for 2026. True. Yep. Yeah. So that'll be cool. That'll be a fun World Cup. Maybe we can all uh, go to some games together. <laughs> That'd be fun. The footy corner <laughs> invades the World Cup. Uh, I would love to go to a game in Toronto. That'd be seen. We have to add like something like. Uh, 15,000 seats or 10,000 seats uh, before the World Cup comes. To I'm pretty sure, to, to I'm pretty sure Toronto, the Toronto Ultras like kill people though, so be careful for those guys. The Toronto what? Don't, don't Toronto fans, don't they get reckless? The Toronto SD from what I remember? With the not with, not with, with fire we do, not with punches and stuff. <laughs> oh okay. We we set we set the we set the stadium in in uh, Ottawa on fire. <laughs> That's awesome. Canadians, Vancouver <laughs> against the Hawks. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was classic. That was good. <laughs> Vancouver against Boston set their own town on fire. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. wild. So the, the infamous uh, riot kiss. You remember that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of Brian's favorite yeah. pictures of all time. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so okay. So I think we, our end story is, you know what? Get on with the games. Let's see what happens. Um, Ralph Hassenhoodles may be more worried about his own team. Uh, now, let's get to the top four. Uh, we'll do Premier League before we get a little more global again. I know we touched on global stuff. Let's just go through everyone's top four real quick and then – what I'll do is gather some some interesting thoughts, and we'll we'll talk about that. So um, let's start with, and it shouldn't be, I think, too difficult. You don't have to put it in the in the exact order you think it will be, or you can. So we'll start with Brian. Who's your top four? West Ham, Chelsea, Liverpool, and Leicester. What's this? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, it's obviously City, United, Chelsea, and Leicester. City, United. Okay, I have the same four. Does anyone have the, the, It's the current top four. I don't think, yeah. um, like West Ham, they're going to drop off. Tottenham are choke artists. Yeah. Liverpool will challenge, I think, the top four for sure. Everton will drop off. Arsenal doesn't have a chance. Yeah. So I, I just think the current top four is going to stay, stay the same with the possibility of Leicester falling out. I agree That's, that it will stay the same. Does anyone have anything different? 
I, I'm just going to show my bias and just, I'm going to speak it into existence. Hopefully I'm going to say Lester's going to drop out and Liverpool's going to come up. But <laughs> I, I you, if you ask me if I actually believe that I don't actually, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put money on it, but I'm going yeah. to try to speak it into existence here. So I agree here. I think the table is pretty easy to read at this point. Um, I, you know, sh- you know, great on West Ham for giving a, a fight and, you know, some people, and if anyone really does peg, I'm going top four. Good on them, but I think you know when they're challenging teams like uh, Chelsea and Leicester. I think the overall quality is just on Chelsea and Leicester's side, especially the form that Chelsea's in. I, you know, Chelsea's definitely not dropping out of that, in my opinion. So I think it's just going to stay the same. And Liverpool, you know, injuries to key players, and um, they're probably smarter if they just focus on Champions League at this point. For any fight, I mean, I don't think they're going to win that either. But I mean, might as well go for it, right? So, absolutely, Jeff. What about yourself? Same, same top four. Uh, City, United, Chelsea, Leicester. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have the same thing. And like we talk about some, some, you know, the mention of perhaps Leicester dropping. The thing is, though, that there are seven ahead of West Ham, who's in fifth. You know, eight ahead of Tottenham, and then we talk about Liverpool challenging. They have, if they have to make up ten points in seven game or nine games, sorry, that's oh, tough. Shit. But but if there's a team that is going to drop, you look at Leicester's fixture list. They still have their next two are against City and at West Ham, and then after a couple of easy easy matches, I think they have three easy matches, and then they round out with United, Chelsea, and Tottenham. So they still have those Ooh. five out of nine to go. So if you want to talk about a team that could slip, but they've just, the, the problem to me is they're just so far ahead and they haven't shown those signs yeah. that they always did under Rodgers. And the fact that Chelsea's that team, that's the closest to five and six uh, and even seven, you know, it's the way they're playing as, as Ari mentioned with Tuchel, it's, they made uh, the yeah. right decision at the right time, you know? So, and, uh, and um, here's my thing with Leicester. I mean, yeah, you can say they have a tough schedule, but, I feel like over the past couple of years, they've just kept building a, a strong enough squad. And I think Brendan Rodgers overall isn't given enough credit for how good of a manager he is. Mm-hmm. So you could say, yeah, they got tough schedule ahead of him, but like, it's not good for those teams either. Cause I think Leicester, um, I mean, they got the guys that have been there and done that kind of like playing these big teams and in, in big games. So um, I think, uh, I think they'll be just fine. And I think they'll surprise some people. They love they love being underdogs. Mm-hmm. At, at what point do we consider them like a, a top six team or whatever? Like, oh yeah, that's 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 kind of where I was leaning to. I mean, right? they're consistently there. I feel like they're just not given the credit by the public because they're not like a sexy I, name. You know what I mean? I, I think they're the new Arsenal. <laughs> like, I, like honestly, no offense. Like they they've replaced Arsenal in in terms of what they're capable of. Like, look at last year they were in the top four for most of the year and they fell out. Mm-hmm. That, that's like a, a move that Arsenal would, would pull four or five years ago. Why can't we I, say they're replacing Tottenham, mate? Because <laughs> Tottenham's owners actually care about them and I don't think Arsenal do. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Man, the Tottenham are truck owners too, but... <laughs> you can have all the, the youth you want, but you need owners that want to care and spend and, and upkeep and have a good balance of experience and youth. And I, I, you know, as much as I want to see Arsenal do that, I just don't think they have the owners that really want to devote 
that much to the club, unfortunately. The only the only Daniel Levy that I like is the one that's on Shit's Creek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll have to see what happens when Harry Kane leaves Tottenham this summer. So I um, hope that's my take. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> to where? <laughs> anywhere but Tottenham. Oh, okay. Anywhere but Tottenham. I don't know. I still don't Not know. Chelsea. I ranted about him last week. Um, <laughs> so, so the three teams getting relegated, you know, we, so I think we have a consensus on top four. Now I think two of them, we could already put in the book. Sheffield United has been relegated since like November of last year. <laughs> <laughs> yep. West Brom is, is pretty bad and they're out of it as well. They're what? 10 points from safety with nine matches left. That ain't happening. They barely get 10 points in nine matches. So really right. to me, it's Fulham with 26 <laughs> points. Newcastle has 28 points, and I think that's about it unless you want to include Brighton in it. So my question is, who do you all think that one team, that extra team that will get relegated is? And I'll just – I'll kick it off by saying what I've said the whole time. I think Newcastle is going to follow with yep. Wilson and St. Maximin just being hurt and not playing. And yep. Nothing there. I think you're right. I think you're oh. right. On top of that, Newcastle's matches left. They got Spurs, Burnley, New, uh, Burnley, West Ham – Liverpool, Arsenal, Leicester, Man City. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. There's one, one team in the bottom half, I think. Yeah. Now, the reason that I want them to keep it close the is because match. the last match of the year is Fulham-Newcastle. Oh, fu- yeah. So if we actually had – because I, I think it's been a couple of years since we've had a, a, uh, a battle to stay in the Prem – you yeah, I think on the, the last day, everyone's been decided. So to see like, see the fireworks that are associated with someone, you know, not winning it, but winning it on the last day of the season is always electric. It's, you know, obviously not as great as an Aguero winning it on the, <laughs> at the last yeah. for the, the team, but it's, it's like that. It's in the same yeah. thing. So. <laughs> didn't um actually didn't Grealish uh barely keep Aston Villa up with like a goal in the last second or am I was that last year maybe I don't they, know I think they they were already basically ahead I think there was yeah some, okay I don't know if it was as like set as that where it was it, like you keep it wasn't up. it wasn't like you get relegated if you don't score this goal it was okay you're absolutely staying up if you score this goal. Oh, okay. Probably, yeah, see, that's, that's where we missed Sunderland. Not, but. It, it, that's where we missed Sunderland because they were, they were like CEOs of just <laughs> yes. like doing that yep. shit. So, escape artist supreme. If, if I remember <laughs> correctly, he, he scored a goal in a match that was a big goal that propelled him to like a nice win that, that kept him alive. And then I think they beat Arsenal in the next match to stay up. So, like, oh, it was the preceding okay. match. And then when they stayed up after they beat Arsenal, I think there were still, like, one or two matches left because whoever was behind them. But, but yeah, for it to come down on the last day, who knew that everyone would have their eyes on, uh, what, Fulham and Newcastle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the title's already settled, so it's no, it, no, it, it comes down to a relegation battle or a Champions League. And, honestly, relegation battles are way more dramatic than a Champions League battle. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and, and even or even a Europa League battle, like okay, your team's gonna suffer through fucking Thursday night matches and yeah, yeah. <laughs> promotion Georgia. battles are the promotion battles are really good. Yeah, in the championship. Yeah, yeah the the I mean the playoff is just fantastic. Yeah, 
I, I think Norwich City is is it Norwich like, and uh, yeah, they're like way Norwich ahead. is way ahead. <laughs> they're about to just come up and go back down again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, Yo Yo Pookie back. Yeah, <laughs> they are Yo Yo Club, but Pookie Watch twenty twenty one. I mean, you know who I, you know who I don't want back in the Premier League is Watford. I just yeah. don't give a fuck about Watford. The Watford Wings. Who's who's their are they, are they are they challenging for a top spot? Or they're yeah. they're second right now. Oh no! By six points. Who's, who's, uh, who's their star player? The guy who like went the entire length of the field to win. Troy Deeney. Yeah, yeah. Deeney. You know he's great. He's, he's the guy that like for me he, he's just like emblematic of a Premier League, an old school Premier League player. Who's just he's like, definitely old school. Yeah, he will, he will punch you in the nuts and then <laughs> score a, a goal with a body part that is probably not his foot or leg. <laughs> It'll probably be an accident, but he'll claim he did it on purpose, and you know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we don't need that back. I'm pretty sure he still goes on Talk Sport, like he still goes on radio, and then he'll play in like the middle of the week, and then go back to the radio for like. No, you know what? That's fact. He is. I've been watching Talk Sport lately, and like I see his. Dude, he looks like a normal guy too. You know what I mean? He looks like someone that you'd walk into the barbershop and you'd just be like sitting in the chair next to you. Honestly, he does not look like a like a soccer player, but he definitely is, and he's a hardo. He has some hot takes too. He does. I'll let that know, B. He does. You know, yeah. NBC Sports should pick up these like promotional playoff matches. I feel like like yeah, it'd behoove them or whatever company in Canada. <laughs> Jeff, do you get to see those playoff matches? Yeah, yeah, we get all the championship games. Oh nice. wow! Uh, if only I think we get it through like you guys, do. You, do you guys have the zone there? No. Wait, yeah. we have DAZN. You have to. It's like a subscription service. Yeah, we we have an equivalent too. What is it called? There's uh, there's another one. I keep someone keeps using my credit card fraudulently to use that. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. I've I had to call this company like 15 times to get them to stop using my credit card. Oh, uh, dude, um, I some real quick. Yeah, I had the same problem, but somebody got my debit card and started getting reckless on OnlyFans, and I found out. <laughs> so I had, re- I had to replace my debit, but go on. It's, it sounds like a good friend. <laughs> Irene is like, somebody else was using my card for <laughs> OnlyFans. It wasn't me. I used, to, uh, I used to work at a bank, and we would always get, we'd get guys coming in on Mondays all the time. There was this guy that came in once who was like, listen, man, somebody stole a bunch of money out of my account. I don't know what's going on. And so I pulled up his transaction history and there was like, like two to three grand at a strip club. Oh, his I got reckless at a strippy. His face <laughs> just turned fucking red and he was just like, okay, thanks. Grabbed his credit card and walked out. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but he struck out. He probably struck out at the club and then was so drunk. Just went to the strip club and got, got ignorant. That was, <laughs> do. that was just the like swipeable transactions that didn't include the ATM withdrawals that he also made. Oh fuck! Oh, all right, PNP. Wow, that's a huge yikes. It's a lot of Starburst, right? Wait, action. Are we gonna talk about? Are we gonna talk about Wigan later? Wait, why? Why would we talk about Wigan? So they're on the brink of getting relegated to League Two. Oh god! And <laughs> they just got, but but then they just got new ownership. I think today or yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what. To, I just think it's wild because uh, they used to be 
one of those teams that was like mid to lower level back yeah, in the they, day. Yeah, they won and the FA Cup um, did. 10 years ago or something. I think they finished oh, yeah. fifth, fourth or fifth once. Well, when they, yeah. won the, when they won the FA Cup, they also got relegated. Jeff may remember that FA Cup final. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah that's that, right. was a, that was that was a uh, Gus Johnson. Yeah, Gus yeah. Johnson did the call for that, which is yeah. the coolest thing ever. That was the Ben Watson <laughs> goal. Mickey yeah, ben, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, no, I just thought that was something worth mentioning now that we're talking about lower leagues because it's like them and Bolton. And I guess now Sunderland are just teams that you're just like, what the – what the fuck happened to these guys? Who? So that's good. That's good to go off that. Which of those teams take Wigan, take Bolton, take Sunderland, and and also let's just also take uh, what was it Wrexham or who is it that Ryan Reynolds? Has? Yeah, Wrexham. Take yep. Wrexham, who's way down there. Who are we going to see first come back up? Mm. I'm calling Wrexham. <laughs> I. I Sun, Sunderland. Bolton? Yeah, I would say Sunderland. They're, they're actually they're actually a big big club. Yeah, they have a lot of fans. Um, I I want to say I hope Bolton, but um, to be honest, I have no idea even if they're in League One or in the Championship. Well, Bolton so, hasn't even like they weren't in the Premier League that much, were they? Is my history lesson wrong? I have no idea. Them and Blackburn. I always used to mix those. Black, two yeah, up. maybe I'm thinking why. of Blackburn. I think Blackburn was up for a year. Yeah, yeah, they actually won a Premier League, so. They have a very spurgy logo, Bolton. Yeah, they do. They do. And that's why I never liked them. It was just really off-putting to me. Yeah, this is kind of a bullshit logo. <laughs> Bolton are in League Two. Ooh. Okay. All right. And yeah, I don't Sunderland. know. Sunderland's my yeah. pick. All right. So, yeah, good talk about teams that are up and down, uh, up and down. We'll see what happens. Uh, let's now go from the lower doldrums of, of English soccer, although – teams that we want to see come up to the champions league that starts this week. Uh, we've got eight teams left. I did a, I, I gave my picks for the first set of matches on the last episode, but what I wanted to talk about here is who do you guys have in the finals and who do you have winning again, the way it's written out on your sheets is it's, it's like in bracket form. You know, they, they started this draw. What, like, was it two years ago they started doing this where they pre like at, when it gets to the quarterfinals, they basically draw like brackets out. The whole, yep. I just found this out this year, by the way, when you told me it. So. Yeah, I think I it's like been that. it's been it's only been like two or three years, but yeah. Does anyone like that? Yeah. No. <laughs> Why not? It doesn't matter. Why? It's Why more. Does it it's if just, you draw I like what it, I like when it's random. Like you just focus on that game, and then you don't have to think about oh the other. You know, you just focus on your match. You get the win. It's another random draw. I think that's. I don't know. I just like it that way. I don't like when the whole. This, when like there's this tournament. few teams, though, there's only eight teams left. Yeah, but like you still don't know who you're going to get next round. You should just be focusing on. The, I, I don't know. It's just I, weird for me. I'm. I actually like this this format as well. I you know it goes back to I don't know if anybody saw what uh, what's his name Grant Wall mm-hmm. posted on Twitter. Everyone's up in arms about it, and I like his his take was that. Because Man City, Bayern, and PSG were all in the same half of the draw. It's like any any format that puts the top three teams in the same quarter of the draw or same half of the draw is a bad format. And it's like, <clears throat> well, here's like, it's a fucking A, that's a terrible take because when everything started, 
Man City, technically speaking, I don't want to upset our friend Jeff here, but wasn't the best team. So like, how do you, how do you determine who the best teams are? Are you going to have a, a panel that comes together and decides like, it was random the anyway. Like there was literally a 50% chance of that happening regardless. Yeah. It's, it's, it's such a stupid take. And I'm just like, dude, you were supposed it to be. Does, a- it literally doesn't matter. It's, it's a random draw now, or it's a random draw later. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't just- matter. Now you know what the next opponent could be. Yeah, I don't. I always you, you like, learn it a day early now. I guess after you win, I guess so. I, I always like the random. I, I agree. I mean, I, it doesn't matter. I do agree it doesn't matter, but I like the randomness of it. I always like okay, yeah, focus on now and then because now <coughs> you might kind of watch the other match a little more than the other two. Like so, you say okay, if I'm Man yeah. City and I've got Munich or PSG, I, I'm more prone to watching that match closer than maybe the other ones. Whereas before, I would have just kind of picked out and been like, oh, let's see what's yeah. on. Um, but yeah, I, I, I will say that I early on, I think, um, when the first draw of champ of the, uh, knockout stage happened, I put some future bets down on, um, champions league winners. I put, I mean, I'm a, a, a war said betting. I put a dollar on Manchester, uh, Bayern Munich to win it all. And I put 50 cents on Chelsea to win it all. And for a while I could cash out at about even for Bayern Munich and uh, last for Chelsea. And after the draw, the Chelsea cash out is double. Now I could make money on it and I would lose money on the Bayern. How Munich much would you, how much would you out. make? Well, I, I, like I said, I'm a wuss. I bet, I bet 50 <laughs> cents on Chelsea to win the champions league. So do, you need to borrow some, out, do you need to borrow some money? No, <laughs> I, I'm, I, I I'm fine financially, I'm fine financially, but that's because I don't bet hundreds of dollars. I bet <laughs> Maybe that's why you're cents at you're a broke. time. <laughs> I'm not broke because I don't bet. I'm, I'm just saying that the, you, just the put a 50 odds, cent, you just put a 50 cent bet down. This coming from the guy who would not bet me that his own team. Cause if I bet on my own team, they lose every time. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's not true. how it works. Yeah, yes, it is. All. I <laughs> absolutely agree with that. If you bet on your team to win, they will lose. <laughs> I've bet on Liverpool to win many times, and they've won. Yeah. The last two years would have. I'm been pretty really sure Man City is going to win next week, whether you bet on them or not. That's not how eh, it works. I don't know about that. Not how the universe works. <laughs> I will say I did. I did bet on Arsenal. The the one they came back from two down against a uh, not Olympiacos, the team we played before them, the other tin pot team we almost lost to. <laughs> <laughs> we had a two goal comeback to save our our last. <laughs> yeah, um, who was that? some other farmer club? But yeah. I bet on it, and and that was a win. So. I don't know, but, but yeah, either way. Uh, so let's talk about it. Who, who do we have winning and then who's, who are all in the finals? Um, I'll start with Jeff. Uh, City are going to win it all. Who are they beating in the final? Uh, who's on the, who's in our rights? Uh, PSG. You, yeah, you, you would, no. in, in, the, in the semifinals, you play Bayern Munich or PSG. And in the finals, you would play Real Madrid, Liverpool, Porto, or Chelsea. I'd say it is going to be City and uh, Chelsea. Okay. So you've got City over Chelsea. Uh, Steve, who do you have? It's tough because, I mean, <clears throat> I'm picking Bayern on that half of the draw. Yeah, but what's his name's hurt? 
Lewandowski. Lewandowski. Here's my, this might not be a great take. I think Lewandowski's overrated. That's a bad take. He gets all their, he gets all their goals. They have plenty of other people that can score. They do, but he's still really fucking good. He's, he's a poacher. And listen, I'm not saying he's not good. I'm just saying he is not balloon d'or good. That's everyone's, everyone talks about him. Like it's like messy Cristiano and Lewandowski. And I don't think he's in that same atmosphere. He's not. There's like, there's the, the world beaters, other worldly soccer players. Like John yeah. Stones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically. But, yeah, but did you see his giveaway? I think he's, uh, I think he's, I think Byron will be able to adapt without it. They can play a false nine. They got, they got enough amazing soccer players that do fine. So Lewandowski is overrated. Thomas Muller is the most underrated player on their team. Yes. Here's, here's, here's where I'm going to kind of uh, chime in. I think I agree. He's not with Messi and Ronaldo, but I would put him down just below with like Neymar, like the people that are human, but are just ridiculous. You know what I mean? I think something with Lewandowski that's just, you know, I think definitely in times like this, Brian could definitely appreciate his consistency and being able to finish and honestly pulling a rabbit out of your hat. Lewandowski can, can do that. And he's so acrobatic. You know, you could play the false nine. You could play your pure striker. And that's so tough to, to find someone that could do that consistently. I mean, here, here we are, Steve, with, with Firmino, like almost we, we don't even recognize him anymore. You know what I mean? So, he's basically I mean, Gabriel I think, Jesus at this point. <laughs> right. So I think, you know, I, I don't know. I, and you know what? I'll, I'll go off and yeah, Mueller is a great player, but unfortunately in the, like he's, he's in form right now, but I know he's had times where he's, he's streaky and they've kind of, um, they've kind of found it difficult to put him in a, a lineup that fits a system. Whereas I feel like Lewandowski can fit any system you put him in any tactic and he's reliable. And as, as a striker, I mean, that's, I know that's his job, but I, I, I just think he, he does it so well. And it's like, all right, Lewandowski is going to score today and he will. Like I've won so many bets having Lewandowski as my first goal scorer. It's ridiculous. Honestly, him and Messi are always like my go-tos. Well, but I, I can, I can see your, your thought of where he's inconsistent. <laughs> yeah. They can live without him if they find one or two strikers and they could swap them out, just go with the hot hand. So I can see what you're saying with that. But to, and to your point though, like he's a, he's a poor man's Ronaldo, right? Like his job. Is he? Well, his job is just to put the ball in the back of the net and he does it. So how is he and, a poor man's Ronaldo? Ronaldo's job is to do that and he's not doing it. Not now. Because he plays yeah. in a shit league. <laughs> but so does Ronaldo. My point. Well, my now point, he does. Well, I, I, I put him over Germany. Well, Ronaldo, 2021 Ronaldo is not the same as 2017 Ronaldo. Well, I also think, well, Ronaldo's a winger, right? And I think Lewandowski, he's played in, in, in two systems. He's played as a false nine when they didn't know where to, where to put Mueller. Now, I think Mueller plays a little bit below Lewandowski. So now Lewandowski yeah. is just a pure striker. Yeah. And he, he did both roles so well. And I think for his side, he's a tall dude. I think. And like, he's, he's fast. He's strong. 
I mean, you name it. I can't think of a weakness that guy has. And like, I'd be like, I'd be interested in hearing like who you think would be better than him as a striker in the world. I don't think anyone. I'll say he was on track this season. I don't know if people paid attention to shatter Gerd Müller's Bundesliga record. I think of 40 goals. This was set 49 years ago and Lewandowski had 31 goals in 23 games. Um, and he was, he was on track to, I mean, he had, I think 11 games to get the nine goals and then now he's not going to get it. Uh, and I also have an argument actually that last year when Ronaldo and Messi, maybe they had down years. Does that, does anybody agree that maybe they had kind of down yeah. years? Whereas yeah. Lewandowski just lit it up. And I think his <laughs> when Ballon d'Or was last year when it got, can- did it get canceled? Yes. Yep. It got yeah, canceled. They, they canceled it. That was so bogus. I felt like and he should have yeah. won it last year. I'll say yep. that. And, but I will say this too. I agree that he's not the same type of player as those guys, but I would, I would put him a little below. Like at this age, he's still bagging them. That's un, that's unreal. That's I, unreal. I, I think he's better than Ronaldo. I think Messi is the best on the planet now. At the moment, I think, right? I think Lewandowski. Well, yeah. Like if, if you consider whole career wise, I mean, no one beats Ronaldo and, and Messi, but at the moment right now, this year, this day, if I want someone on my team to win a game, I'm going to choose Messi or Lewandowski, and I'm not going to choose Ronaldo. Oh, you're going to say Gundogan. And by I think G- Erling unless, unless Gundogan is playing North <laughs> yeah. Macedonia. I was, I was, I, I was going to say honestly, if someone's going to give a run for for Lewandowski's money, um, is is Erling Holland? I yeah. think he's. Uh, don't get me wrong; he's properly hyped, but like. When you actually watch him play, this dude, he he really has it all. Everything that I said Lewandowski has, you could say Erling Holland has too, honestly. But just maybe on just a little bit less experienced and um, skilled manner. But yeah. like he'll be better than Lewandowski, in my honest opinion. And if I'm building a team it. now, if I'm if I'm building a team that's going to last for five, ten years, I'm I'm going to take Erling Holland over Lewandowski. But if I want to win a game tomorrow, give me Lewandowski. Plus, I'm I'm pretty sure Erling Holland's been kicked out of a couple Norway clubs, so I always like those types. He's of guys. fucking hilarious, by the way. <laughs> I love his interviews, Erling Holland. Yeah, he he intentionally trolls the reporters. So yeah, it, it's fan, I, and I love that shit from athletes. Like, if I was a professional athlete and I was asked the same fucking question eight times Dude. after and, every single game, like, I I would just. Uh, I couldn't deal with it. And I yeah. love the people like Erling Holland that just like <laughs> give was, short was ass interview back in their day. Andy Roddick. <laughs> Andy yep. Roddick. Andy Roddick's good. Old people just, especially I think there was once where he had just lost and the, the, the reporter goes something to the effects of like, congratulations on the win. And he's just like, <laughs> what the fuck? Did you, do you watch tennis? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's he's definitely got some highlight reel interactions with reporters, though. Just just classic. Yeah. yeah. So so back to the to the draw. We were talking about Erling Holland playing for Dortmund. Yeah. Like like Dortmund against Man City and Bayern Munich versus PSG. Like. Those are the top four teams left in the Champions League, and they're all in the same bracket. Like that is wild. Like I, I honestly, I'm struggling to to come up with who will win. I think City overall is a better team than Dortmund, so I think they will win. 
but it's it's two matches and Dortmund could win. Yeah. And Bayern Munich versus PSG <laughs> with Munich without Lewandowski, PSG is really fucking good, even though they're not that great in league on this year. But then Bayern Munich is defending champions. They're they're just dominant and jeez, oh, I just don't know. Who you got then? You gotta make that decision now. Fuck. So I'm gonna say it's Real Madrid against Man City and Man City wins. All right. So Brian has City over Madrid. Uh Jeff I, Well I, I will I will say caveat. I think Chelsea is good enough to win. I just I feel like if I pick them, it would jinx them. Okay. Jeff has Jeff has City <laughs> over Chelsea. Uh, Steve, you were who were you saying you had to, you're in the midst of it? Well, honestly, I think I think Porto is that Porto Chelsea match is gonna it's everyone's talking about Bayern PSG and Man City Dortmund. I think the, the Chelsea Porto match is actually gonna be the match the the matchup of the the round. Mm-hmm. I think Porto It's a Mourinho special. Yeah, it, they're way underrated. That being said, I think it's going to end up probably being Bayern versus Chelsea, and Bayern's going to win. Okay, Bayern, who do you have? Um, I think I think if everyone, well, Jeff, I'm going to ask you who's injured for for City right now. I honestly don't know. Uh, Ake. Okay, so that's not that's not a big loss if I'm being completely. <laughs> we blunt. had this no, it's not. But no, that's 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 a that's a good thing though because um, I think just if you're looking at the teams that have been straight up consistent this year and you know in, in the major leagues, um, I know uh, Steve, you like Porto, but they're like like they're playing in an olive pickers league as as <laughs> um, Jeff likes to put it. Um, besides Benfica and whatnot, but. Um, I think I think City. I, I think it's City's to lose. I mean, um, I think they have the consistency and the desire out of any team. Maybe I think maybe them and PSG are the two teams that want it the most, um, just because they don't have it and they've spent like I don't know enough to like feed the whole continent of Africa on these fucking teams. <laughs> so like yeah. you know, so I I think they want it the most and they're the best team that's been the most consistent. I mean, you look at, you look at PSG and here and there, they've had some, some injuries and they're still battering Lille for that top spot in France. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that surprised me. And then unfortunately Bayern, um, is without Lewandowski. Um, but, but they have such a set system that I think they could compete too. But I think, I don't know if it's a, is PSG city, a possible matchup or no. In they the semifinals. Finals. Okay, I think the winner of that is going to win it, but I think it's a pretty clear path for me that City should win it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just me <clears throat> me kind of going off of what I think's been shown in this season, you know? It, it is kind of fun that the, the only two teams left that have not won the Champions League are City and PSG. Yeah. yeah. It's wild. And, and so, well, that'll leave me, I guess, uh, that... I've got the three Premier League teams advancing. Again, I said that it's probably bias on my end, but whatever. Um, and I have uh, Bayern over PSG in a, in a rematch of last year's final. Although that one, gosh, that scares me too. Then I've got uh, Bayern and City in a really good one. That's another, isn't that another pep derby? Um, uh-huh. So I've got, I've got Bayern winning, um, you know, and then Liverpool, Chelsea, 
Um, I'm taking a, actually a full strength Liverpool in two legs, and I've got Bayern over Liverpool in the final. So you're uh, saying full strength, full, full, full strength Liverpool minus Virgil gonna fuller strength. I, I should sorry fuller strength than what they've been. Fuller okay, strength. fuller. Sorry, you're the, you're the only one that has dead? Liverpool. I am. Is Henderson still dead? Uh, yeah. Yes. I thought he was yeah. coming back, no? Without, without Van Dyke and Henderson, we'd be lucky to get past even a Sergio Ramos-less uh, Madrid. But I think both right now, with their injuries and state of the clubs, I think Madrid, Real Madrid and Liverpool are right now just being glorified because of you know their clubs and what they are. But I think on paper, they're just... I think after this round, someone's going to get smashed. In the words of Khabib, shout out Khabib. <laughs> So we'll, um, we'll see what happens. That's just my pick. You know? But hey, I love no. I'm I'm hoping you're right. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Just just because to me they look good in Champions League and then they look terrible in Premier League. So I again I'm just no, yeah I can see that. CL4. I just think without your without your two leaders and with like an out of form team, it's just looking rough for us. But hopefully they can rally around something. You know. Yeah, we'll see. So um, yeah, it'll be fun. But again, I think that top half of the bracket is the bread and butter it's gonna be fun again no matter what these matches you we all just talked about different matches being the best one it's gonna be fun to watch but uh also free isco free isco from real madrid that man is being wasted there and you look at his instagram he looks like a caveman he's a handsome man and that needs to be released and his abilities need to be shown i'm just gonna say that right now Madrid needs to free a lot of people. Zidane, I feel like, has done a wild job there. But but going into uh, – before we get to the Europa League, um, I do want to talk a little bit about Champions League. There's been discussion about changing the format, and that form of discussion got to the point where they even talked about – well, today's Thursday. So yesterday, they were actually about to move it forward, and then they delayed giving the green light to it. I believe they're going to meet April 19th or whatever that date is. Um, so have you guys heard, has, has anyone heard a new format? I'm going to lay it out here for us. Uh, it would be an expanded champions league format, which everyone would play a 10 match first phase starting in 2024. So you'd get rid of the group format. Okay. This is the Swiss format. Yeah. They call it the Swiss format. And so, uh, you would go from 32 teams to 36 teams. Each team plays these 10 games on a seeded bias. So we did talk about seeding earlier against opposition of varying strength under the Swiss model. And the results would form a league table. The top eight go directly to the knockout stage and then nine through 24 play in a playoff round to see who makes the knockout stage. So, so to clarify each stage of the, so after, after um, one match, everyone, there's 18 teams that are one and zero. 18 teams that are 0 and 1. If you're 1 and 0, you will play another 1 and 0 team. Unless there are draws. Well, is that everyone play no, I don't think they'll allow draws. There's going to be no draws. I don't think so. Does everyone play everyone? No, no, it's no, not a full round robin. You you will play you will play another team that has the same record as you. So in the second round, some teams will be 2 and 0, some teams will be 1 and 1, some teams will be 0 and 2. <laughs> That's the teams bananas. that are two and zero oh play against each other. The teams that are one and one play against each other. Teams that are zero oh and two play against each other. Was this well, an April Fool's joke or is this no? Real? This is real. This is this is the Swiss format. I'm deeply yeah. Confused. No, the Swiss should just stick the freaking chocolates and skiing. I'm not a fan of that one. So <laughs> so there will there will be racist. there will be a couple teams that finish 
um, 10 and 0. I think maybe, maybe one, I, I can't think of the math right now. There, there will be a couple teams that finish 10 and 0, a couple teams that finish 9 and 1, 8 and 2, and so on. And some teams will probably be winless. You want to know why I like it? Here's my take. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of the, the home and away. I feel like that that puts a lot of teams in just like complacent, like sit back and ride it out. And then you, you have, you have, uh, you know, one, one of the matches, one of the two matches is just a complete dud. I think this is going to lead to a lot more fireworks early on, as opposed to like Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, like all the top teams in their first couple of games against Michelin putting in, you know, you know, the, the under 23 squad, because they've got a, <laughs> a league cup match during the, during the week or during yeah, the guess. next weekend. Like I, this is going to make it. So people care about every match more. I will say, I agree with, with that, but um, to an extent, I, I think just quick disclaimer, I think that home and away goal, if this format is capped should just be uh, like disbanded. Oh, yeah, yeah, there wouldn't be an away goal rule for this format. I, I can't imagine. Oh, no, no, I'm saying for the current one, you know, when you get to the knockout stages, the whole yeah. home away, that, that shit's just stupid. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't, oh. I don't like that at all. Yeah, there, there would be, there would still be a knock, a knock. Yeah, this would replace a group stage, right? Yeah, this only would replace the group stage. And then once they get to the knockout, I'm not sure what, I think it goes back to the original rules, but I do assume that they will talk about the away goals rule. I think they might consider getting rid of it because it is kind of bananas. Um, Especially extra time. So, so, so teams would be, teams would play 10 matches instead of six now in, in the groups, first stage group stage, if you will. So, you know, because you just told me what the Swiss, I'll admit, I didn't know this Swiss system. And I just, I just thought it was going to be very random. And I thought under randomness, there'd be so many dead, what we call dead rubber matches, like don't mean shit. But, uh-huh. if, but if you do this system, I could see now how, yeah, the matches would mean stuff because the teams in the middle would be playing for a lot. But the only problem is now the teams that are, let's say there's uh, two really top teams that uh-huh. are seven and oh, and they're pretty much locked in to the top eight yep. prevents us from seeing them put out tin pot squats. So you're watching, let's say you're watching like uh, man city and, and Dortmund or PSG and Munich. And then they're putting their U 23s out in a, in a match you thought. But, would. but I, I think they would, I, and to be honest, I haven't read what the format's going to be, but I think the, the seating for the knockout stages is related to how you finish in the Swiss format. So if you finish undefeated in the Swiss format, you, you will play against a team that went five and five I see. in the first round. So it's so more I fair. Think, yeah, I think the seeding carries on into the knockout stage, I think. So now I'm intrigued. I, you know, there's yeah. a lot of outrage on English radio and, and Twitter, but maybe they don't know all these rules because I think actually now this is intriguing to me. Well, I think, yeah. why, I, think I could be probably, wrong. I'm sorry if I'm wrong. I probably think it's not good for the English teams is because it's going to – the English Premier League has the hardest, most congested, not necessarily the hardest, but they've got the most congested schedule of any league with all of the cups that they have. And so it puts a lot more pressure on the teams to do well in the group stages where 
before, like, like we had just said, you've got, you know, Liverpool going against Michelin with, you know, Nat Phillips at center back. Not that <laughs> that's a terrible example. He's our starting center back now. I was going to uh, say. <laughs> but, you know, putting in Takumi Minamino, you know, he, that's where he got his, like, you know, we can put in backups. We can put in players who are not going to start otherwise to give our other players a rest where now that's going to be a lot harder to rotate because of that. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I guess the other part of this that people are more upset about. So I kind of like that. If we end up doing that, that's not bad, but the thing people are more upset about is where the extra spots would go in that they would allow quote unquote traditional teams. So say, um, you know, the, the original 32, I believe are going to qualify the same way they always have. And then the extra teams would be based on those that have the highest UEFA coefficients that have not uh-huh. qualified. So for instance, say Liverpool finishes this season in, in wherever they are at seventh or sixth, they would get into next year's champions league based off the merit of their previous seasons. Um, mm, what are I don't know thoughts? if I agree with that one. I don't like that. I mean, I, I, probably should because i'm someone that doesn't like to see farmer teams make it you know into like the champions league and shit but um i'm also a guy that believes in merit so like i feel like you know what you get top one in the premier league you you earned it you know what i mean i don't want to i don't want liverpool getting in when they finish like sixth or seventh in the premier league that just would, i feel like that's you, not a fair representation would you rather have the second place team in the austrian league make it to the champions league though as opposed to Liverpool or Arsenal or whoever it is in the Premier League? If, if if in Austria, I mean, if there's two teams that make it and they finish second, then yeah. I would say... It's fair. So I'd say this. If you're going to pick from the... If you don't want to pick from the smaller league and you want to pick from the bigger league, then why don't you just give them a fifth team rather than saying that, you know, say like using the Liverpool example, say they finished seventh. Wouldn't West Ham be pissed that they finished fifth and then got robbed? Like they wouldn't get a spot when seventh in their league got in, or you know, even if it was like say Arsenal had a good coefficient ninth. So I don't know. It's it's interesting. Actually, I had it wrong. It's two of the four wild cards, so there'd be two. It's definitely good for business, though. I mean, like you're gonna make more money off that that format off merit. That's for sure. You know what I mean? So if 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 that does happen, there's no doubt in my mind it's a it's a money grab. I mean, it's going to get more views and stuff, but I mean, I agree. I think maybe, maybe just make it one spot then and just add more spots to the premier league, Spain, Germany, and, and France. I don't know. That's, that's another solution. Italy. Yeah. Italy. I mean, it's the same reason the NCAA when expanding March madness, didn't just do the playing games for the shit teams. That's why they put them at the 11 seats. So you can have a UCLA versus a Michigan state. Yes. Yeah. Hey, look at UCLA now. <laughs> yeah. It's so I, I hate the playing game. If you're going to do the playing game, do it for the shit teams who barely got in, not the not the powerhouses where you just want to draw some extra cash for your nonprofit. <laughs> but you will like I will admit. Well, I guess yeah, they're they are getting cash because then who wants to sit and watch uh, Prairie View A and M against Southern, and then like you, you know you you have yeah. of really shit games. Yeah, so, I mean, what what kind of draw you're going to get from Michelin versus Grenada? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's nah. true. 
they, they would be playing under this format because I'm assuming they'd be like 0-3 or whatever, 0-4, so who knows. But, but that's, those, that's part of the problem too, though, is because you're going to have those matchups in, in the later rounds and no one's going to watch those games. But those teams' fan bases can say we won a Champions League match, whereas under this format, maybe they couldn't. So, right? That's, <laughs> that's, the that's fair. Yeah, so, Jeff, I mean, does that help your team win an actual Champions League? So what's your take on it? <laughs> you don't need help. You clearly do. You haven't done it yet. Oh, so obsessed. <laughs> what are you guys think about? Are obsessed with what? City. City. All of you guys. Dude, we haven't said anything you about City. more about Liverpool what? than anyone else here. <laughs> I, I never talk shit about Liverpool. <laughs> I'm just curious. I'm wait, 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 wait. I, only, I only talk truth. I only talk truth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ask the tough questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just laugh. Okay, okay, okay Pierce Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> That's my fan base. Yeah. <laughs> so let's uh, let's go to Europa. Um, and so let's see who do we have winning on that one. We have Granada United, Ajax, Roma on the top part of the bracket, if we want to call it that. Arsenal and Prague, Dinamo Zagreb and Villarreal in the bottom. Uh, let's go ahead and start with Brian. Who do you have? United is definitely going to win. I think, I think Roma should beat Ajax because Ajax have lost. They continue like they, they always do well, but then they lose their best players. So Roma is a team that brings in players. Ajax is a team that loses players. So, I'll just say Roma is going to win. And then honestly, I think Man United has a good chance. They should make the final in their bracket. They absolutely should make it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see Arsenal against Villarreal just, yeah. just because of this podcast. Every <laughs> Derby. Yes, absolutely. And honestly, if you don't beat Slavia Prague, like, come on, get your shit together. We'd be joining Rangers and Leicester. Yeah, true. <laughs> true i mean slayers that's true um dinamo zagreb against villarreal I, I don't know anything about either team villarreal is in la liga so they will win but i i think it's going to be a repeat of a couple of years ago where it'll be four english teams in the final in the finals of europe city against chelsea or liverpool and United against Arsenal. And then who you got winning it? United. Okay. So we got United over Arsenal from uh, Brian. Steve, what do you have? I'm not going to waste your time. I've got the same. Same thing. Yeah. Jeez. For the same reasons. <laughs> I, I have Arsenal. Yes. <laughs> I just got a hunch. That's got a hunch. We're going back. To Can't Chelsea. beat Chelsea in the finals, but they maybe they can beat United. Listen, if if first off, Arsenal has to beat. I agree with Brian. Arsenal has to beat Slavia Prague. Right, they have to. Yeah, and then I really just if if Arsenal play Villarreal, it's it's popcorn season, baby. <laughs> <laughs> popcorn. I, I really. Should I have a live cam on myself during the matches? Yes, <laughs> I, I would. I would pay for that. <laughs> In the past, Arian would get video. He used to get snaps of me watching Arsenal games. That was uh, right, Arian. You had some good ones. Yeah, not, yeah. 
I did. <laughs> How about you? What do you think uh, with your Europa League uh, final and champion? Um, I think United's a Champions League team playing in Europa League, so I'm just going to go with them. I mean, I think they're just straight up. Out of all those teams we mentioned, I think they're uh, they're the most talented and consistent team. Um, I mean, it's no shot at any of the other teams because, I mean, pretty historic clubs and, and good ones like, you know, Ajax and Arsenal and um, yeah, Villarreal and the Yellow Submarine, you know, as, they, as they're known over there. But, uh, yeah, I just think United is just head over whatever the fuck you say, that analogy. I think they're just the best team there. Okay. I don't even think it happened. That's true. Yep. That's true. And so that's why I have United against Ajax in the semis. I have Ajax beating Roma. Uh, I think Seb Aller's doing a madness there these days. And then I, I do think we will see Arsenal and Villarreal. Although don't, you know, Tinamo Zagreb, we saw what they did to Spurs. Um, even though their manager's in prison, uh, they <laughs> They still won. But I think all of that grit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You've got a manager that's in prison versus Unai Emery. So you never know what's going to happen in that, that matchup. Um, but I think it'll be a good evening though for, for Zagreb. They'll be knocked out. And so I think Arsenal beats Villarreal, even though I am definitely afraid of that matchup. I could see Villarreal winning, but I got Arsenal in the final. And I just feel like Ole is going to do Ole things. I feel like Ole is going to do all eight things and Ajax is going to beat United. That's my upset Ooh. pick. And then I have Arsenal and Ajax in the final. And I mean, at that point I have to get biased and pick my boys, but anything can happen. I look at Ajax's um, latest results. I know they play in the Dutch league, but even in yeah, Europa, bro, just, no, they got W's all over. Nuh-uh. I'm going to interfere here. I'm not buying that, bro. They play teams called Otto de Hog. So I'm not having that. That's a Star Wars character. That's not a soccer team. <laughs> No, uh, yeah, but look at how they played in their Europa here's League. My, but here's my thing: you have the same logic as like the NCAA tournament, and I'm about to win my bracket. Here's what I'm going to say: you're reaching, though. You're saying Ole is going to do Ole things, yeah. yet he's yes. showing that they're pretty consistent in the Premier League. Um, so, like, what do you mean by that? You're just kind of praying that IX pizza or pizza? No, or, like, I mean, where do you? I mean that when they are when they go on a good run, they'll crap the bed every once in a while, and I feel like they'll crap the bed against Ajax, who just disposed of Young Boys five nothing on aggregate. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's wild. But hey, you know what? If it happens, it happens. I mean, Ajax hasn't lost a match since 2020, since uh, December 9th. They haven't played a quality opponent, dude. They played PSV, Lille, two times. Uh, PSV a couple times. The Young Boys. Don't don't underestimate the Young Boys. Wait, they knocked out Lille? Yeah, they did. They knocked out Lille. Uh, what was it? It was 2-1 in one leg. And what was the other leg? 2-1. 2-1-2. So 4-2. Yeah. All right. Well, you got me there. <laughs> I did not know that. I don't know. We'll see what happens, but they might even lose to Roma. Cause that one was a toss up for me. So I just, again, I just, I, you know, I don't even know who's on Roma anymore. I feel like the Italian teams always switch up their teams and there's a lot of ancestry going on there. They swap good <laughs> players and all that shit. That's shocker. True. Shocker. <laughs> Incest in Rome. <laughs> so we have all English teams. All of us picked English teams to win, which definitely means an English team won't win. Um, <laughs> so, oh shit. Roma's got Roma's got some people you might know. All right, who who are we looking? Mkhitaryan. Mkhitaryan is More? doing scenes this oh. this season. Gianluca Mancini. Okay. Al Sharawi. Oh yeah, Al Sharawi oh, is boy. good. 
Yep. <laughs> okay. You know what? Mancini and Al Sharawi just started for Italy uh, yesterday, I believe. So, yeah, it's two international players. Well, there you go. I mean, that's that's it, though. Oh, Italy's <laughs> gonna, <laughs> Italy's going to win the Euros. Watch. It's possible. Oh, an American American uh, soccer player, Brian Reynolds. Oh wow! He, he oh, love an he American named Brian. Yeah, <laughs> got it. You got a call up. All right, so I'm going to bounce to the comments. Steve uh, sent out a tweet, and I'm very interested to see Jeff's reaction on this one. Um, it was I don't know if you've seen the picture of Ilke Gundogan when he's playing for Germany. They were um, they they were standing in a line that spelled out human rights speaking out against human rights records in Qatar. But, you know, uh, he said he was wondering, um, what do you say? Really going to be interesting to see if Gundogan wears that shirt to the Man City practices. What are your thoughts? A lot of assumptions are being made uh, <laughs> that are unfair. Wait, I don't, I don't get uh, that. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I don't, I don't see, I don't see what human rights has uh, Gundogan uh, violated. Oh, I'm not talking about Gundogan. I'm talking about the owner of Manchester yes. City. Oh, okay, okay. So <laughs> I, I, I guess, I guess, I guess, City, City, or the players and their fans are responsible for what you think is happening in another. No, 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 no. You've never no, been no. I'm, I'm, I'm not holding Man City fans or players responsible. Right. The but I, I do think it's a little hypocritical to wear it at one point, but then not, not when well, the, well, the two, owner the two, where he's accepting his checks from. The two, the two countries in questions are vastly different and their records are vastly different. Vastly. What, what country? I actually had to look this up because I get in so many arguments about it. <laughs> what, what countries are in question here? Uh, Qatar and UAE. And? They're well. You're, I think the shirts, UAE's, the shirts about human rights were about the Qatar, the yeah. World Cup in Qatar. That's what they were referencing. Okay. And does but, does the UAE disappear people on a semi regular basis according to the Human Rights Watch? I, I'm I'm not I'm not a journalist. I don't know these things. But the record between the two <laughs> countries is is vastly different. If you think UAE is the same thing as Qatar and their records are the same, you're, you're dead I'm, wrong. I'm looking at I'm looking at the Human Rights Watch website right now, <laughs> and they are talking about the UAE's intolerance of criticism continued into 2018 as authorities in May. <laughs> sentenced Ahmed Mansour, an Emirati award-winning human rights activist, to a 10-year prison sentence for exercising his right to free expression. This is what I'm talking about. I'm, does Pep does Pep does Pep run that country? Does Mansour run that country? Is he in charge? Doesn't doesn't the state like UAE government Pep's the fraud? Do they do they have a stake in Manchester City? <laughs> is it like uh, a state-owned Man, thing? Mansour is uh, a UAE politician. He's the Minister of Presidential Affairs and member of the royal family. So he's like a, it's a, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's just a position they give someone. <laughs> he's got no power. He's best off. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Imagine that's a hot take from Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine what's his name in the the British royal family, who is accused yeah. of like pedophilia 
level shit. Prince Winning. Prince Charles's brother, right? Yeah, pr- was it Prince William? I don't know. They all have the same. Not Prince William. Philip. Yeah, but I know. No, Philip is the queen's husband. He's the lad that's not. Oh, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. there's a Prince Philip, though. I think there's. You get my point. Imagine he owns yeah. like. Imagine he owns Wrexham. No one's. You... Well, Wrexham is a Welsh team, so that doesn't make sense. <laughs> 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 my, my point is that, that criticism, you know, I, I know I, you know, make the digs into Jeff a lot, but it, I agree with Jeff in this instance. Like, you, you can't choose your owner. You can't choose mm-hmm. who buys your team. You can't. Wait. Uh, yeah, I was, I was going to side with Jeff and Man City on this one, too. But, like, that there's, there's no there, – the, the players and fans of Man City can't be responsible for what – what the country does, their owner's country of origin does. Because I agree with Jeff. I don't know for who you choose to represent, though, when you sign for that club. Hey, where's, uh, where's, where's, where's Klopp from? He's from Germany. Yeah. yeah. Germany has not a, killing uh, people for freedom of speech. Let's, let's know that. Not anymore. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> no, he's, dude, he's not like the prime minister of like yeah, yeah. people that are lashing. Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, but Pep Guardiola isn't the prime minister of United Arab Emirates. Yeah, the way described it, this, from the way Steve described it, your boy over there, Sheikh Al Mansur Al Hawaji, or whatever his name is, is running a rampant with these war crimes. <laughs> what are you doing, Jeff? <laughs> so I, I think the point is is it's would hypocritical. Would Gundogan wear a human rights shirt playing for City? He he will do it playing for Germany, but w- would he do it for playing for City? Is is I think the the question. I'm talking about the, it's yeah yes yes he would, and I think he would. City too, have right? city have uh, LBGTQ days and stuff like that, where the flags are rainbows and everything like that. Uh huh. So it, they go their own path. I uh, yeah I I, I would agree. Well, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> no, I don't think I, so. I I think the the clubs. <laughs> views and the club's stances on civil rights is separate from the ownership's country's views and stances, I guess. Well, yeah, because they know they're told in business meetings, they know, they know what they need to do to, to keep their fans happy and they do it. Yeah. So if they do it, then what's the difference? Yeah. I'm just giving Jeff a hard time. Yeah. yeah, but you want me to be honest with you? This is going to sound really bad, but as I'm getting older and, you know, realizing all this stuff, um, you pay me $2 million and if the owner of the club fucking does some heinous shit, I'm just bagging the $2 million and doing what I got to do, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in, in all honesty, like the, the owner of the Red Wings, he's got he's got some shady, like, land dealings in the Detroit area and surrounding and you know every there's, there's everyone who everyone who's got that much money yeah has got some skeleton in the closet if you're rich enough to own a fucking soccer team or a hockey team or any professional sports team you've done some bad shit yeah that's true you, you've fucked over someone somehow somewhere yeah Damn, I gotta start doing some bad shit 
<laughs> no, well, no, no, time out, Irene. Just because you do bad shit doesn't mean you're going to get rich. <laughs> it's not Dude, a one-to-one correlation. I for like fucking eight mil a year. Like these sheiks are big chilling with their tigers and stuff. Dude, I want a tiger. <laughs> I want to bring my hawk okay onto a plane. Again? We want you to have a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just sat that one out because Osama bin Laden was an Arsenal fan. So I, <laughs> so, I, was, just, I was just gonna let that one go. But yeah, I mean, hey, you, you, it is, you know, I feel like it's a back and forth. And yeah, they try to separate sport and politics, but you, inherently it it mixes. But I thought that was just a funny little little comment that got us going and it, it went the direction I wanted to go in. And that was perfect. A <laughs> uh, couple quick musings here. Um, some of you have actually shared your opinions on Alexander Arnold being omitted from the England squad. Uh, I heard Steve and Brian's takes, uh, Jeff and Arnie. What are your guys' thoughts on Gareth Southgate? leaving him out. There was one guy on TalkSport that said it's like leaving Harry Kane off the team. Uh, Alexander Arnold's not good enough. He's had a, a he hasn't been good all season. So why would you put him on the national team? So he hasn't earned here's, it. here's where I'm going to go. Um, uh, so wait, you're saying if they get Trent on the team, they're leaving off Harry Kane? No, he was uh, some guy on TalkSport said that because they left Trent off the team, they said that it was the equivalent of leaving Harry Kane off. No, no, not at all. Harry Kane's the most crucial part of that team. Uh-huh. Right? Um, so that that dude was smoking some special acid. <laughs> Let's get that out the way. Um, you, you, but you don't you don't say, smoke acid, by the way. You don't smoke. I was gonna say. I, I've <laughs> well, never I'm glad I don't know that. Weed and so, I know that. <laughs> I'm glad I don't know that. All right. So here's what we're gonna say. Um, I think at the moment Trent is still. Given his talent and, and what he's done in the past, we know what he's capable of doing. I think right now I rate him probably the second best English left back, right? Right back. Uh, well, yeah. Whatever, back. Well, Reese James is probably starting instead of him, right? Kieran uh, Trippier. Trippier, yeah. and they had Walker. Kyle Walker was on there. Kyle Walker, yeah. All right. I, I, I like, this is non-biasedly. I would, I would <laughs> rather have, well, maybe, I don't know. Kyle Walker is up there. I don't know. Um, definitely not. Kieran Trippier, I'm sorry. I, I would, uh, I would rather have. He's been, Trent he's been better all year, all yeah. year. Oh, and you want the Atletico Madrid game is game and get, get the fuck out of here. And the season's almost over, and the season's almost yeah, over. Yeah, you know what? Text and Trent has, and Trent has been horrible, bro. Get the hell. No, Trent has been horrible. They did you're a capping. statistics breakdown of it. No, no, Jeff, Jeff, the statistics actually don't bear out that that Trent is. He's actually been better than Reese James, statistically speaking. I can send it. I can send the article. I'll, I'll get the uh, the intern to post it. But <laughs> yes. the, the stats don't prove that out. Honestly, though, I don't care. As a Liverpool, I'm not. A, I'm not an English national team fan. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. No, I. Do you know how I, many I, mistakes I, he's made this year that have led to goals? Tons. I mean, how many? He's been many, brutal. I don't know. Well, if you're gonna, you don't know, then you're asking. You're wild because you're implying that you know when you don't. He's breaking records. He's breaking records for giving away the ball in one game. He did it like three times this year. Three times he broke the record for giving away the ball. All right, so here's here's what we're saying. You're saying, do you know how many times he's given up the balls? And they're like, how many? You're like, I don't know. I don't know this stuff. Then why the fuck are you implying that you know it? Like you're stupid. I'm you're stupid. Here's, and if you played in a, blah, if you played blah, in a blah. hey, listen to me. If you play an athletic sport, you know that you go through on and off periods. 
But that talent is always there as long as you're not like getting up there in age. So we know what Trent is capable of doing. And when he's represented England, he's done it very well. And, and he's, actually, he's actually impressed if you've watched their games and listened to talk sport. They like him when he represents England. So we know what he's capable of doing. Am I saying he should start? Maybe not because of his current form. And yeah, he's having a, a down year with Liverpool, but everyone on that squad is. you got to understand that um, him having a bad season, it, it, it isn't always him. It's a reflection of, look, he's missing both of his captains that, you know what, affects him directly. He's a direct link to Henderson and Virgil van Dijk. Let's not forget that. So he's had to adapt to a lot of things this year that are out of his control. But we know what he's capable of doing. Now, I will say um, Walker has done it and is reliable, so I would say start him maybe instead of um, Trent. But you cannot tell me that that Kieran Trippier is better than Trent Alexander-Arnold. I refuse to refuse to entertain that idea. Right There's now no he way. is, that's clear. No, yeah, because no, no. you watch every – but what's, what are you basing it, bro? You don't watch <laughs> because people who don't know more me. than me picked him. <laughs> Who? How's that? Who? Southgate. Okay. Who else? Who knows more than me? And he picked him over you, over your boy. Okay. Well, then in the same in the same vein, why do you think Klopp picks Firmino? Does Klopp not know more than you? Because Klopp is is it's oh, insane. Oh, Klopp, Klopp's an idiot though. But He's Southgate, insane. Southgate's a genius. Southgate's a so, genius. Klopp's an idiot. We get it. You you pick and choose your managers as to who's actually smart and who's not. But the truth so, is, the truth is that Trent Alexander Arnold has a 69% tackle success rate this season, which is higher than Walker's 65 and Reese James is 66. So keep telling me where he, he's so much worse than everyone else that was picked. Where else? It's not mentioned set pieces too. <laughs> set pieces, Trent is Every- lethal assisting and striking. Not this year. And pace-wise, 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 you would have a case with Walker. What's he worse than? Giveaways. faster than all both of them. Giveaways. Hey, can we can we just all agree that Mason Mount is the best English player right now? Yes. No, fine. I can agree to that. I can agree don't, to that. Don't say voting. <laughs> not, we're not voting for the worst haircut. We're voting for the best player. It's a yeah. beauty haircut. <laughs> I will agree. Mason Mount is a man on fire. That's I wouldn't true. have a problem with Foden's haircut if the front of his hair didn't look like an oiled-down bowl cut. It's really weird, dude. It's just off-putting for me. If, I'm, if, I'm looking know. at their squad now. Declan Rice has about the same haircut as Phil Foden, and it's fucking terrible. <laughs> and, I mean, no offense, Declan Rice kind of looks like a Neanderthal at times. I'm just going to go out and kill it. Yeah. If, if they had, uh, you know, Dumb and Dumber, they'd add Dumb, Dumber, and Dumbest, and they'd, they'd have Phil Foden's hair with the other two guys. It's dumb, Dumber, and Dumbest is Declan Rice, Phil Foden, Harry Kane. There you go. Oh, Harry Kane would definitely be in that. But you know who's a, a really good-looking motherfucker? Luke Shaw. Really? Like, fight me. His jawline, I'm not gay, but oh, Luke, Luke Shaw's jawline, damn, it's good. Luke you like yourself a little uh, pushing for the cushion, eh, Brian? He's a little Mason, Ma- Mason, Mount, Mason Mount's good, good looking too. Okay, I can see it. Every time I've seen him, he's had sh- when he actually has hair. If he, yeah, it, as long as he doesn't have a, a buzzed head. Yeah, yeah. I'm used to looking at him on FIFA when he's got the buzzed head. It just looks yeah. 
fat face. Wait, who are you guys talking about? Luke Shaw. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So we, we, we went from TAA to talking about how hot Luke Shaw is. <laughs> the next question I want to ask is uh, a lot of what well, we know Sergio Aguero was on the last episode that City are looking at getting Erling Holland and that uh, Danny Ings is the backup option. Um, uh, I'm, well, I'm curious to know Jeff's take on how he feels about Danny Ings being the backup option. And then I want everyone to pick where they think Sergio Aguero will play next year. Now, before you do, I'll give you some odds here. The favorite right now in terms of betting odds on oddschecker.com is Barcelona at six to five. Um, then it's Chelsea at six to one. Then it's any Argentine club at 15 to two. Uh, Atletico Madrid's at 10 to one. PSG's 12 to one. Inter Milan is 12 to one. Juventus is 14 to one. And any Chinese or MLS club is also 14 to one. So, um, First, Jeff, your thoughts on Ings being the backup option to uh, to Holland, and then everyone tell me where you think Aguero goes. I don't think uh, uh, he would start. I think he'd be more of a come off the bench, like a super sub kind of. But who'd be the starting striker then? Gabriel Jesus? Well, it depends. Like if we don't get Holland? Yeah, you don't get Holland. And let's say they went out and got Danny Ings. Would you be happy? To have him on the bench, that's fine. But like, would you would you slip him into this city? Yeah, squad. No, I wouldn't. Up top, then. What? Nobody. Nobody. You've got no forwards, lad. <laughs> well, we don't need it. yeah, that's true. we don't need it. <laughs> Foden, well Foden it. can play up top. Would you go with that, Foden? No, I like him where he is. Yeah, I was gonna say that. That'd be that'd be fucked putting him out of place like that. He probably wouldn't do well as a forward. So you'd want them to get probably a better striker then? I want them to get Holland. Okay. Well, my question is this. They're Holland's going to Chelsea. I don't know what you're smoking. Holland is either going to Real Madrid or Barcelona, apparently, because that's the only places that he's visited. <clears throat> oh, my. Well, so we'll see where he ends up going. Where will Aguero go? Everyone give me your team that Aguero ends up on when this is all said. River Plate. River Plate. River Plate. I like that one. Inter. Inter. <laughs> Also a good choice. <laughs> Not even an option. Arine, they're 12. Uh, I, think, I, think, I think with Suarez's contract running out or something like that, I think this is, I think he's going after this year. They've made it official. Um, I think they're going to be looking for a striker. And I think, um, I think Sergio Aguero is more than familiar for obvious reasons with that club. And I think he loved his time there. So I think he'll go back there. Therefore, Atletico? Yeah. I think he'll be competing at a high level. Um, still in a place that he likes probably likes it more than England. Let's be real here. Um, but yeah, I think he'll, he'll probably go there. I, I, you know, I would say Inter Milan cause of the Argentinian connection, but I don't know if he's willing to take a backup role or really compete with Lukaku in that sense. Who's kind of killing it in the uh, Italian leagues, right? Lukaku's so. coming back to Chelsea. <laughs> Do you really want that? Bro? Want <laughs> no, I don't. Chelsea. Um, by the way, Erling Holland would be stupid not to go to City because if he goes there, they'll be unstoppable. Let's yes. be real. That's true. That's true. Very true. Uh, so, um, he, uh, Brian, I, who I, I, are going to? Independiente. Independiente. That's not a bad shot. They're nine to one. Um, I'm going to go with Jesus. I don't know. I'll say Barcelona. They're the favorites. <clears throat> so, 
what? He's, because he's free, and and they are a team that doesn't have a lot of money. Money. So they're going to be looking for. Yeah, money. that's true. Do they sell greasy though? Yeah, I believe so. But they they wouldn't be. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time they put him out on the wing and move Aguero centrally. Maybe I don't know. Good point. Good point. Yeah, just just saying because I know that the Spanish teams, if I remember, are strapped for cash. They have some cash issues. So, um, especially but Barcelona from Barcelona. Aguero, Aguero, and Messi have never really got on. Well, maybe now's the time. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah, that's true. They, they've uh, they've got. I mean, they get along, but they can't coexist, or they struggle to. Like that's Argentina true. has has underperformed. They they made the finals, I guess, that one year, but but they've underperformed with. The two of them together. That that's is, true, but their defense is always a dumpster fire. Yeah, it's true. Otamendi was their best defender for a while. Yeah. As much as I love Mascherano, you can't just have like a five foot two Mascherano, guy yeah. center back. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. Uh, so yeah, we'll see what happens with Aguero. A lot of intriguing options. Uh, speaking of strikers, we saw that uh, the shock of the international break was North Macedonia beating Germany in Germany. And I'm sorry, Brian. <laughs> But if Timo Werner finishes like that, you're definitely drinking Malort. What is that miss? I think all of us, except maybe Jeff, could have scored that goal. <laughs> Jeff, thoughts? That's, that's, that's fine. I was a keeper and a good one. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. Well, Jeff probably, honestly, that was shocking, shocking miss by Werner. And I, I just... I, I'm just going to humbly ask all of you to please join me in taking these Malort shots. We we'll figure out a way to yes. we'll figure out a way to get Malort shots to everyone. We just I just need someone to fucking just help me, please. I, I don't think I'm me definitely me taking these shots or Steve are going to struggle with getting Malort in Chicago. So, I'm but but Jeff and I cannot get it, and and Nikhil he's not on. He needs to join too. He's not here to defend himself, so I am putting him on the line here. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely, yeah. But I, I, I cannot do it alone. So please help me, because that bet is definitely losing. Yeah, Brian's plea for help. Timo Werner's broken. That, that's all I can say. Yeah, he is awful. I want to, I want to give him another year, though. Honestly, I, yeah. um, we, we know what he's capable of doing. Um, it's kind of like the whole Trent thing. We know what he's capable of. We've seen it. Um, maybe not at this at in the Premier League, but if he could just channel that man, he could, he would be absolutely dirty. And I, I still wish Liverpool kind just, of had gotten them. I don't know. I just don't know what what is wrong with Chelsea strikers. Like Timo Werner cannot score. It's the same as Alvaro Morata a couple years ago. Just this this great inform. Morata has always been. Murado is is a fucking burrito up top. He's terrible, bro. He's he's a dead weight. Believe me. He's been doing well. Uh, Juventus this year. He's been doing Has pretty he? decent. Yeah, he's been doing pretty decent. You know, he actually came out and mentioned something about. Uh, I think Juventus or whoever he's played for lately. Didn't he play for Atletico also? He 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 was at Atletico and then he came to Chelsea and then he went back to Atletico. Yeah. Did he play for Real ever? I don't know. I'm I'm tweaking. All right, never mind. You know, he might have. But he he did mention that um, uh, services that were available to him uh, helped him a lot. He says that if he had a like a mental health like coach or like a, a someone he could talk to at Chelsea, he would have done better. That's that's what I heard him say. I read something on it recently, actually. Yeah, Irene, I'm sorry. He he did play at Real 
and then Chelsea got him from Real, and then he went to Atletico. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, there's there's that on um, Timo Werner. Um, Jeff posted a chart, which made me wonder. It was uh, how well you believe your team is run on a mm-hmm. scale of a hundred. Leicester leads the way, which I think we all can see why their fans yeah. would say that. Man City is third on the list at ninety-seven point nine out of a hundred. Uh, Liverpool is sixth at eighty-seven seven over a hundred. Uh, meanwhile, Arsenal is seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteenth. 71.57, which makes me uh, wonder how uh, how do you guys feel? Do you guys believe your clubs are run well? Are you happy with how they're run? Uh, start with Steve. <clears throat> For the most part, I'm fine with it. I mean, I I pay attention a little bit. I try not to dig too far into the weeds because I don't know if I really want to be that kind of fan who's like, <laughs> well, if we only we got that kind of investment or like we have to like it, it kind of annoys me to like think about like, Oh, we have to, we have to make the champions league because then we will, we'll have the money to buy players next year. And like, I don't know if I want to get to that level. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that shocked me the most was West Ham. <laughs> they're, they're fighting for champions league. Definitely going to make Europa. And that's just this season though. The last three <clears throat> seasons they've been shit and, and it, they've been sh- in shambles. Like I mean, they turned it around with um, with Moyes, and, and they've definitely improved. He but, doesn't get enough they, credit. No, he doesn't. But but and they they've improved in this this season, but they've been pretty bad. Like underperformed by a lot. If you look at if you look at who they had, they had Dimitri Payet. Um, I forget who else. they had. They had Holler who did shit for them. Um, you know, they, they had some other pretty big player. Uh, Mark Noble, bro. How can you forget? <laughs> I'm not forgetting Mark Noble. <laughs> He's going to be for one more year. One more year. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of that. They had another central midfielder that was pretty good. Um, oh, who's that striker? Um, fucking Austrian dude who's in China oh, now. Oh, are you talking about? He was on Stoke for a little bit. Yeah. Arnautovic. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean... I, I feel like if you look at their team, their their team is worse than they were two years ago, but they're doing better. Mm-hmm. So so when you take the past five years into account, I, I can kind of see it with West Ham. Yeah, I think a lot of it's in the ownership. A lot of people don't like David Sullivan. I think he runs their team. And um, Gold, I don't know what his name is. Is it, is it Ian Gold? I don't know. I don't want to get it wrong. So, uh, something Gold and, and David Sullivan, they – yeah, a lot of people don't like them, and I think that's what, is, especially that's that's the reason you see Arsenal so long list too. The Cronkies are running that, and yeah, and so um, with the other sides, you see who's running it. Who who is running Leicester ever since that lad? Um, I think it's still in the there. family. Okay, so it's still within. Yeah, they. I mean, I, and, I heard yeah. a lot of good things about how they're run. So I think it's really mostly due to the ownership, and then you add in how things are going because you can see how low United is on this list, and I think it's because they don't like the Glazers and Ed Woodward. Um, so that's a disaster class right there, but it was really interesting to see this. So I appreciate the share, Jeff. I just wanted to see how people felt that their teams were run. Actually, Chelsea, you're only a few, few slots below Liverpool there too. You guys are eighth. Is that indicative, Brian, of what you think of how they're running? So, yeah, I, I think so because there's two different aspects of it. One is that they're willing to make the change if they feel something is not going right. Um, as evidenced by having 10 different managers in the last 15 years. 
Um, and this year with Lampard getting fired, you know, club legend getting fired for uh, Tuchel. So, so there's some unrest in, in terms of like turnover, player turnover and like, and things like that. But, but then you look at the transfer window this last, this last year where Abramovich was, was the one that spent all the money. He's the only one in the premier league that went out and, and spent a whole shit ton of money. So, you know, that they are run with the, with the purest of intent of wanting to win and they will spend the money to win and, and they will try to get the best players, but unfortunately the players that they get don't always work out. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I'd be pretty happy though with what you guys are with how you're yeah, I, I, I would, I would say I would answer that survey as satisfied. Scale of one to 10, um, just with 10 being the best run, Jeff and Arian, what do you guys think about your guys' clubs? I can't ask for more. Like, it'd be pretty, <laughs> I'd be pretty selfish if I did. That's true. Yeah, you guys are um, well run. Um, I'd say with, like, the actual, like, how much they put there, like, like for what they can do, I'd say, like, a nine, mm-hmm. eight, eight, nine, closer to nine. But um, I I would I would much rather have Roman Abramovich run Liverpool than the Fenway Sports Group personally. I think it goes City than Chelsea. Um, I think the only owner that might be better than those two is PSG's. But uh, the reason why I like Roman Abramovich and PSG's and City's owners because yeah, I mean. They throw in a lot of money, but like, dude, I see, I know Roman Abramovich is a super fan himself. And like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's always nice when you, when you know, they're a fan of the club and they're, they're so, they invest not only like them, like their money, but it's also themselves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, but the reason why I think City's just a little bit better than Chelsea's, obviously, I, I think more money because they rule the world essentially, but like, um, I think sometimes Roman, Roman Abramovich can get very emotional. And I think that's where the quick canning has come in place. And, you know, it seems like Chelsea's squad is constantly changing. Whereas I feel like City's owners kind of understand where they're giving time. You know, Pep's, Pep's spent so much money. And a lot of people would have short... I mean, he'd probably be fired under Abramovich, if I'm being honest. I mean, like, he'd be mm-hmm. on a shorter leash. Um, and I think, you know, they understand that you know, they believe in what's it, what's it when like you give the manager time, like what the Steelers do with their coaches. Um, I don't know. They trust them. They trust them a little more and understand the process. Same thing with the players. I mean, the city players there have been pretty consistent. You know, now I think about it, uh, they've had a pretty consistent core Whereas Chelsea. I mean, they're well run. They can, they have money and like Brian said, they're bringing in new players. I'm sure they all, a lot of them do flop, but like, you know, um, I don't know. That's why I put them up there. And I think Abramovich is way better than, than the Liverpool owners personally. Yeah. I, I, I was reading something about Chelsea and there's surprisingly, there's only, th- I think three players on the team right now that were, that were on the team that won the 2015 title. Yeah. Which was six years ago, which isn't really that long ago to only have three players left from that team. 
the the owners, the Roman Abramovich and the owner of, of city, they care about the team a lot, but like they're playing a real life FIFA or football manager. And it's pretty funny to watch, like to really think about in perspective, but like, um, I, I think city's owners get a lot, obviously, I don't know how they really get their money. I'm sure it's probably dirty, but like, uh, that one guy that he's a young, young dude, but you could tell he, he cares a lot about the team and stuff like that. So that's why uh, I think their owners are really good. All right. Yeah. Good, good stuff there. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, the interesting list that we've put up there. Um, the last thing I want to ask before I get Arsenal should be 20th. They deserve better. <laughs> That's true. 20th. I don't know, but we do deserve better. Maybe 19th or 18th. Um, before I get to a couple of shout outs, I did want to ask one more question. Uh, Dejan, and I mentioned on the last show, Dejan Lovren uh, attempted to get in the UFC ring and spar with, uh, with a lad that had retired um, I'm forgetting the name now, but, um, I think he went 50 seconds before he, he had to tap out, um, <laughs> the retired UFC guy, which again, you know, it's a yeah, tough thing. So that got me to asking and I saw Brian answered, um, but, but this is your chance to give uh, you know, flat out one guy that would be able to get it done in the octagon in all of soccer. If you could pick one player, that's a current player that you would have fight for you, like in the UFC ring, who would you pick? Um, Brian, does your answer change? I'll start with you so, to let the others think of theirs. So I, I said, I said on Twitter that I thought it would be, um, who did I say? You said Syed Kolesnitch. Syed Kolesnitch because I've seen him fight on knives. video. Yeah. <laughs> like with he, he looks like a, he looks like a scrapper, but you, you know, you know who would scare me? Just someone with so much self-confidence. He reminds me of, um, who's that Irish? Conor McGregor. Yeah. Reminds me of him of just so much self-confidence. Like someone that thinks they're the best no matter what is uh, Ibrahimovic. Oh, okay. I see that. Just just the pure ego. Uh I think he's a black belt. Yeah. It's funny you say that. he, He, I feel like he would, he would train enough. He would think he's the best. But he would also, like I said, he would train so much that he could be the best. Mm-hmm. So, okay. plus, plus he's a he's a big dude. He he's long. He he's got long legs. He's got long arms. He can fucking punch you from far away. So he's your fighter. Uh, yeah. Okay. So you've picked Zlatan. Arin, who do you have? Um. So, because you're a big UFC guy. So first of all, Dejan Lovren went against Mirko Krokop, yeah. who not only was like the anti-terrorist lead guy in Croatia, he was also the most feared UFC fighter in his time. So right. uh, lasting 50 seconds with him is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so when you, when you think of a UFC fighter, I know a lot of people just think like it's just a bunch of Neanderthals kind of going at it. But if, when you think about it, you have to have a work ethic. You have to get techniques down, right? When you think of work ethic, Technique and like Brian said, self confidence and belief. Who do you think of in soccer? I don't know. Cristiano Suarez. Ronaldo. <laughs> Suarez. <laughs> I see. I, I, I think Cristiano Ronaldo is someone that would work <laughs> until he got. Dude, dude, did you see the article where his Suarez. his wife his wife will not let him change light bulbs around the house because she's worried he might fall and hurt himself. <laughs> Wait, Ronaldo. Yeah, really. That's true. That's true. Yes. But I, but I think if he was dedicated to to fighting in the UFC, he's someone I would fear just because 
He has the athleticism, the work ethic, to and self belief and confidence. He's got it all in my eyes. Who, who, who sees him you, fighting? You, know you you also know what you need. You need pain tolerance, and I don't think he's got it. <laughs> Good point. If he if somebody puts him in an armbar, he's going to tap out before he can. That's even the thing, though. Him. How is he's not going to let them put him in an armbar because he'll mm. he'll have that work ethic. Well, no, no. <laughs> you'd be surprised, man. I think you'd be surprised. But my second my second guess would be good too. So, okay. Oh, he's not playing anymore. Yeah. Oh, I mean, does they have to be currently playing? Yes. Oh, damn it! Oh, my okay. choice, my choice of Edebayo Akinfenwa is out the yeah. door. <laughs> yes, I knew. He's so. still playing. I is he? To pick him. Yeah, he's still he's still on uh, uh, Wickham. What for Sunday League? <laughs> no, <laughs> for fucking the EFL Championship. Goodness, I, I will. Well, Wycombe, right? Or is it Wickham? Wickham. Staying my pick then. So you're going to be Ekin Fenwa. Sorry, he's got Ronaldo. No, see, Ekin Fenwa is too slow. He he's a big hulking dude, but I don't think he's a fighter. He's he's a grappler. Okay. You, you do not want to get into his arms. That's what I'm saying. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be cool if we could simulate these like matches between our fighters? That would be one. There's got to be weight classes, dude. I don't like Ronaldo's weight class against Akin Fenwa. <laughs> Mate, he's going to use his speed. Didn't you say he's going to train for it? Come on now. <laughs> well, yeah, but there's still weight classes in box in any you know form of combat sport. You got to think of that too. Not 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 in the streets, man. Not in the streets. <laughs> this is not the streets fight, bro. <laughs> the streets UFC edition. Uh, who do you have? Uh, I was going to say Josie Altidore because uh-huh. in, in person, he's absolutely massive. He's yeah. just By the way, he's fuck a huge that guy. Pussy. Wow. <laughs> but go on. Sure, 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 I guess. <laughs> um, but, but, but I'm going to go for uh, Ederson. Oh, he, oh he, yeah. He, he, look, he looks like tattoo. he looks like Frankenstein. The neck tattoo. He's, he's a scary looking guy. His face is all smashed up. And yeah, he's huge, and he's huge. Mm-hmm. And I think he's. I think he'd have a temper. He's so he's I, like y- Yadier Molina. He reminds me of Molina. Yeah. If you guys know who that is, yeah, Yadi. Oh yeah, Yadi. Yeah, with the neck tattoo. He, it's just like he's a dude that you do not want to meet, like in a alley at. 2 a.m. You know who my dark horse is going to be? He's retired. Paul Dempsey. Oh, Clint Dempsey. Okay. (laughs) I could see him him fighting in a lower weight class and being, you know, being the guy in the the bar fight who's just kind of like sitting there in the corner and doesn't get in until someone approaches him until someone approaches him and just fucking rocks their world. Yeah. Uh (laughs) Well, I'm going to, I'm going to pick my ultimate fighter and it's going to be an oiled up, Adama Traore. It's going to be an oil. Oh, okay. I like that. The oil. Oh, you're, you're, you're big braiding it. I like that. I like that. Fast. Yeah, he's fast. He's bulky. And if he's got oil on himself, you can't, you can't get him. You can't submit him. <laughs> get that little, get that guy from Wolves to rub oil on him. And then we're good. <laughs> okay. I like that. It's my pick. Uh, he, he hasn't been really good in soccer terms in like over a year now, but I will take him in a UFC fight. So, That'd be really cool if we could find a way to, you know what? Maybe we'll make it a, uh, cause I think on Twitter, you can't have more than four options. So we'll see. Maybe I'll make a little Twitter poll to see who people think would win in like a Royal Rumble match amongst our, our fighters. Um, 
So the last things I want to say. Uh, okay, I'm just saying, if it was a Royal Rumble, my answer would change, bro. I'm not throwing. <laughs> I'm not throwing Ronaldo. And you got to think this is a one-on-one UFC. They've had a camp for this type of fight, not Undertaker, Triple H, and then Ronaldo comes out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I mean, so I'll, 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 I'll we'll get the intern to word it in a nice way. We'll figure something out. All right. <laughs> the last bits of news before we get to the Mount Rushmore will, where it'll get more contentious. Um, uh, Gareth Bale with the elbow to Andrej Kudela's head. I think, Steve, you sent that out. Yeah. Uh, how on purpose do you think that may have been? Oh, I, he looked back before he jumped. He did the hair. I think it was, I think it was 100% on purpose. <laughs> 100% on purpose. Like a fucking legend. Yeah. <laughs> so for those wondering, Kudela's the one that uh, very clearly said the racist remark- remarks. So a lot of people are applauding Gareth Bale for the the elbow. Um, and then just before we get to Mount Rushmore, uh, sad news, Arsenal fan TV's uh, Claude Caligari, we all know him uh, from canceling Christmas, saying it's time to go for uh, Arsene Wenger, um, passed away, I think it was Wednesday, Wednesday or th- Tuesday. Um, so so sad stuff there. We want to send our, uh, our shout out to him, condolences to, I guess, Arsenal fan TV, Arsenal uh, soccer fans in general, right? Everyone enjoyed him, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's, from what I've understood, he's the one who drew people into Arsenal fan TV. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All the clips that you'll see is him. I mean, Robbie, the, the creator, did a great job of starting it. Um, but yeah, Claude, you know, came in and he always had great takes. Uh, but yeah, he was battling some some stuff lately. But uh, yeah, he, he can't. He was the first one to cancel Christmas, I think. And so, um, in his honor, we'll, uh, we'll cancel April fools today. So, um, someone tried to get, did I say that someone tried to get me? Um, those that, I don't know that, that no Devin, he sent me that, uh, Russell Wilson had been traded to the bears. And I was like, I know what day it is today. <laughs> Not today. Yep. Uh, let's, now, let's now go to the Mount Rushmore. It's, it's time for the good fun before we, we end it here today. Um, we're going to talk about, the most dominant champions in, in any sport. It could be team. It could be individual, most dominant team champion winner, whatever you want to call it. It's open to interpretation. So anyone can pick pretty much anything. So what I'm going to do now, and the people listening can't tell probably, but I'm going to show everyone the random choice generator. So we know that I'm, I'm not making up this draft order. So I'm going to click random choice and it's going to set our draft order. Okay. Let's do so, it. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, no. okay. So it's generated. Jeff is the first pick. That's fine. He He's not going to pick anything that anyone else wants to pick. Okay. So we got <laughs> Jeff is pick one. Then Toronto FC from 2017. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I've got pick two. I'm going to click it again. Brian yes. has got okay. pick three. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Well, no, Jeff's already gone. Oh, no. <laughs> well, that's always Jesus. nice. What the fuck? <laughs> wow. It took like eight more clicks for Afton to get anyone other than me, Afton and Jeff. I was going to say that was wild. It, it just kept picking um, myself. Je- it picked Jeff a lot. Um, okay. So there it is. I'm going to turn this off so we can all see each other again. So, Jeff, you've got the first pick in. You could pick any person, team, whatever across any sport. What's your pick? So I'm a little confused. Are we talking about like just 
one year of a team one, or yes yes yeah. oh, a lot of people were thinking dynasties but then that would take too much out of it i think so if you do have a dynasty in mind just pick the year they're the best i would have see my plan if it was like overall i was gonna i was about to say the new york yankees uh-huh. uh-huh. They won 27 uh, or something. Yeah. Yeah. What year were they good? Like really good. 1927 <laughs> or something. Say, yeah, yeah, actually, it was 1927, which is their best year. But yeah, I, the 27 Yankees. Yeah. That's always 20, like the, 27 Yankees done. Okay, he's going with the 27 Yankees. <laughs> again, pick someone, something that no one else was going Why to do. <laughs> we called it. All right. So I mean, I 27 Yankees is is a, a solid, legit choice. Is one of the best teams ever. Yeah, it's true. So, okay. So I know a lot of people have the same, similar picks to what I'm going to pick, um, at least with some of my really top choices. So I'm going to just pick them right now, and I'll save the Homer ones for later. I have to go with the 1992 Dream Team. team. Oh, Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> Fuck <laughs> the U.S. Fuck out of you. In 92, Fuck you. They beat teams by an average of 44 points. They won the gold medal mm-hmm. game over Croatia by 32. Uh, they had Jordan Pippen, Malone, Magic Bird, Ewing, Mullen, Barkley, you name it. I mean, that team was loaded. So I got to go with 92 Dream Team. There we go. Team USA. Uh, so that brings us to Brian. I, I don't know. You took my pick. <laughs> you got You got three more, lad. Yeah, but don't we have to do four each? I only yeah. I only picked out four teams. Well, you'll think about it when you you have time for the last day. <laughs> okay, I'm confident that that my favorite pick is going to make it make it around. Okay. So I will say the 2002 Brazil World Cup team. Okay, yeah, that was a good. Mm-hmm. They, I think they conceded one or two goals, the entire world cup. They had Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, Robert, uh, Roberto Carlos. Uh, their captain was Kafu. They had a young Kaka on the team. Yeah. They beat uh, Germany in the final, a Germany team that did not deserve to be there because Germany cheated to beat the United States in the <laughs> knockout round. That's true. Handball. Um, yep. Handball in the net. I was watching that goal at Columbus or that game at Columbus crew stadium at six in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, that was rough. Germany did not deserve to be there, so I was glad Brazil beat them, but Brazil was just a dominant team. There you go. Steve, you're up. Um we'll probably have good picks. <clears throat> All right. So you took the dream team. I'm gonna say 2010 Spanish national team. Uh-huh. They won yeah, they won the they won the World Cup, but they were also coming off the Euros, and they were just one of the most dominant teams, national teams of all time. In the Esta, Javi 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 Alonso Javi, just just solid all around. Who who yeah. beat them? In Fernando Torres. Yeah. Fernando Torres. Yeah. Who beat them in Confederations Cup that year? I just just. Uh... One team beat them in Confederations Cup. Does anyone remember who that would have been? Not offhand. Was the US of A. Hell yeah, that's right. It was the US. <laughs> we had a we had a wild win against them in like the group stages, and I think they beat us in the in the final or something like that. <laughs> so that puts uh, Arine, you're up. Um, I'm gonna go with recency. When I think about this, the most dominant team. Literally, no one touched them. Nobody beat them. I'm gonna go with 2020 Alabama Crimson Tide. 
13 and 0 season capped off by a yeah um just a complete just shit pumping of what was it Clemson or something like that yep. Trevor Lawrence that they beat yeah, yeah. after they show yeah I mean I there was just no team that came close to them um perfectly coached team uh just dominated everyone so I'm gonna go with them it was Ohio State in the title game no it wasn't huh? was it? it was Ohio State it, in the title game wasn't it Fields he was injured remember he had an injury oh yeah they, was they, they took right. Clemson out the game before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, they, yeah. They, they, they beat Notre Dame, then they beat Ohio State. Ohio State beat Clemson. Oh, correct. That's right. That's right. That's they must have beat Trevor Lawrence another year then. I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah they beat Trevor Lawrence another year. <laughs> so you got another pick. Oh, um, I know I'm from Chicago, and I don't know, maybe I shouldn't say this, but in my – maybe it's because, you know, I actually witnessed this. I in 2016, 2017, Golden State Warriors. Um, mm-hmm. I, um, I think they they had 65 wins or something in the regular season or something wild like that. And then in the playoffs, I think is what stuck out. They only went, they went 16 and one. They only lost one game by barely by to Cleveland in the finals. So they were undefeated up to that point. I think it was a like game three. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was in Cleveland. So I think they go 16 and one in the playoffs. And then obviously in the regular season, uh, I think they rested players towards the end too. I think they could have done a little bit better than their 65 wins, which is ridiculous. So I'm going to give it to that Golden State team that had Curry, Thompson, KD, just hungry team. So I'm going to go with them. All right. So that brings us back to Steve, your second pick. So you're you're talking about Alabama football, but yeah, you can't forget the best college football team of all time. They had three quarterbacks. Two of them didn't even start and still went pro. I'm talking John David Booty, Matt Castle, Matt Leiner. They had two (laughs) running backs that went pro. Mm -hmm. Lendale White. And Reggie Bush. Bush. (laughs) Thunder and Lightning. You got Steve Smith, Uh Wayne Jarrett. That USC team from 2004 was fucking electric. Yeah. They were so, good. Yeah, that, I mean. Yeah, they, they were, were fucking unstoppable. Their closest game was 29 to 24. <laughs> Who'd they beat? USC or UCLA. Okay. Rivalry Rivalry game. Regular season, their closest game was 31 to 28. They beat Oklahoma in the final 55 to 19. <laughs> like, that's. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Alabama came even like 15 points though within their next team, which is why I had them. But I was, my, you can ask my brother. I, I actually really liked that USC team and wasn't too happy the next year when they lost to uh, Texas. That was, that, that was the greatest college football game of all time. Yes. I, in my opinion, that was. We'll throw it in the Madden simulator and see who wins this game. <laughs> Brian, who do you have as your second pick? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I, I have someone that I, I want to pick second, but I think they will still be around for my third pick. But I don't have anyone good to to pick. So, fuck it. I'm going to take the Mercedes Formula One team from 2020. Oh, okay. Lewis Hamilton and Valtteri Bottas. Uh-huh. Uh, Lewis Hamilton won 11 out of the 17 races. Bottas won two. Um 15 out of the 17 races, 
at least one of the two was on the podium, top three. Ten out of the 17 races, they were both on the podium. They finished number one and two in the standings. Hamilton won the championship by over 100 points, and they just fucking dominated. And that was with Hamilton missing one race because of COVID. Yeah, that's true. So shout out to uh, the new the Netflix documentary. Um, I love Race to Survive. Race to Survive is fucking great. I'm watching it right now. I'm in season two. Right. And it's great. It is a very, very good. I, I mean, I've been getting into F1 the last couple of years and yeah, still yet to pick a team. It's tough, but yeah, I, I, I like a couple yeah. different racers, but I mean, when, when you talk, I mean, Hamilton has won the championship five years in a row. He's just fantastic. Mercedes, obviously between Hamilton and Botas. I mean, it's like they're guaranteed to finish first and second or first and third every year it's just ridiculous how good they are yeah yeah solid pick there and i think i'm up next um by the way i was just i was getting a text i think um so caitlin heard us when we were talking about the ufc fighters and she said she's taking peter crouch because nobody could reach him <laughs> <laughs> two meter peter peter crouch <laughs> and crisco because she heard me say adama Traore in, in oil i guess so yeah, there was there is that selection right there. Uh, so my pick here, I have two. Uh, even though there's one champion in this sport I like more than the other, I have to go with the only undefeated team in, in NFL football. The 72 Dolphins went 14-0 mm-hmm. and then won the Super Bowl. And they were the ones that 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 Bears team that everyone in Chicago still loves, they're the ones that beat the Bears in their only loss of the 85 season. So I got to go 72 Dolphins is my next pick um, as the only undefeated NFL team to win it all. So they won Super Bowl seven uh, after going 17-0. But again, they only played 17, including the Super Bowl. Now teams play 17 games overall, period. So that is an argument that one can have. Uh, Jeff, you're up for two picks. Um, I'm going to do the uh, 1991 and 92 uh, Toronto Argonauts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's wild. Listen, listen. Do you remember the Rocket Ismail? Yeah, he was yeah. going. He was going to be the number one draft in the NFL, and he just said, "No, NFL sucks. I'm going to the CFL." <laughs> and he went to uh, the the Toronto Argonauts. And he Excuse me, sir. I'd like to make less money, please. <laughs> Wait, is this actually more. the No, trade? he actually made more. He actually yeah. made more. Yeah, he he was going to go uh, re- number one pick in the NFL, and he said, no, fuck the NFL. I'm going to the CFO. I'm going to play ter- for uh, Toronto Argonauts. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Look it up. Yo, Look it up. He, like, Dude, get, in the, in, in the final CT game. Going into that. That's bananas decision-making right the, there. In the Great Cup game, when they were playing for the, that's our final, obviously. Uh, he's 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 running down the field. You can look it up on YouTube, and the crowd is he's he's got a clear break to for a touchdown, and the crowd is throwing snowballs at him. It's wow, an, it's an amazing video. <laughs> I'm guessing post, he dominated in the group. Oh yeah, he, 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 there was one play that in the Grey Cup where he 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 had the ball. Uh, they just passed it to him and he ran back towards his own end because nobody 
because he was just wasting time and nobody could catch him. And he just ran in the back and then ran around and ran and ran. It's quite quite. A, he was a very uh, fast now, man. Did he stay in the Canadian League? No, because he oh. won. We had enough for one year. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say that must have been like a dynasty. Then if he stayed, that'd have been nuts. Yeah, he eventually did come over. I think that was he's from Notre Dame too, right? If I recall correctly, Rocket Ishmael, maybe. Oh, that's a yikes! Yeah, right. So Jeff, you got another one coming up. That was that was good. I like that. I was thinking. Wow. <laughs> I learned something today. <laughs> uh, the 19, uh, uh, yeah, sorry, uh, 2016, 2017, uh, Real Madrid. Okay. They just, <clears throat> they just beat everybody. Dominated. They were, and, te- and technically it was their best season. And yeah, they, they won. Did they win all, they won the uh, trouble? Yeah. I think so that year. Yeah, they were really good. Yeah. Yeah, that team was really fun to watch. Yeah, they were. They were good. Well, that'll leave it open for me. Even though I've already picked one basketball one, I got to go with the 72 and 10 Chicago Bulls, 95-96, Jordan, Pippen, Rodman. Uh, yeah, they were just really good. I mean, I have nothing else to say aside from that. Uh, so with that said, I'll just send it over to Brian. I'm going to go with 2015 Serena Williams. And then in, in a certain competition or just overall? She won the Australian Open. She won the French Open. She won Wimbledon. And she won, or she got a, she was a semifinal. She lost in the semifinals of the U.S. Open. Almost. Yeah. And, and the previous year, she won the U.S. Open. So she held all four grand slam tennis titles at once until she lost in the semifinals of the 2015 U S open. So after the uh, 2015 Wimbledon, she was the defending title for all four women's uh, grand slam titles. She had the, she had the calendar slam, which is the last the cal- time yeah. that's coming close to being done since Steffi Graf. And I think it was 88. Ooh. Steve, I think you had this moment down too, didn't you? You had Serena twenty. Well, no. Serena didn't have the calendar because she, she, she had yeah, all four in a row. But she had she the calendar slam. All. She didn't have the golden slam. The golden slam is yes. when you win them all in the same year. Right. Yeah. Yep. Wow. But if you get them in a calendar year, you get the they're just one. I see. Yeah, Steffi Graf. Well, I mean, nineteen eighty-eight. I probably should have picked Steffi Graf, but no, no one remembers that. Nineteen eighty-eight. <laughs> Steffi Graf won. I've actually got that on my list. Yeah, that's she why. I know it. Okay, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, Serena won. Seventy-three and three. Is, you chose her over. I mean, I get it. She's Serena's more relevant and yes, probably a better player if they actually played each other. Serena has more major titles than Steffi by by one. Yeah, and like you said, she's more recent, more relevant. Yeah, and if anyone doubts the the skill and just amazingness of Serena Williams just fucking come at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, fuck say. you. You you are <laughs> racist or sexist or biased in some kind because Serena Williams is one of the best tennis players ever. And that's Absolutely. the note we send it over to Steve because Brian was getting feisty. Well, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play because I actually did have Steffi Graf on my list. Um I'm actually gonna say the man who won eight gold medals in one Olympics, 
and Ooh. is the gold medal record holder, <sighs> medal record holder of all time. Michael Phelps in 2008. Yep. You know, I got a text from Caitlin that said Phelps. So good, good shout. Good shout. <laughs> yeah, that was that's a very good shout. He, he smashed it that year. He did a madness. Uh, yeah, easy, easy call there. Arine, you've got two, and it's your last two, so pick wisely. All right. Um, I'm going to go with the 2007-2008 Detroit Red Wings. Um, Ooh, I, think, bastard. I, think, I think they ha- just had like an all-time record of how, how many Hall of Famers they had on that squad. And then how it dare can't be, you? And it can't be, and it can't be underplayed. It can't be, <laughs> it can't be underplayed who they beat in the playoffs. Sure, they got by um, the fake hockey city of Nashville, but then they went on to beat a tough Colorado team not only beating them, but sweeping them, then beating that Dallas team, and then in the finals beating Pittsburgh. So I think other than Nashville, I think that was a very tough road um, that they just demolished and went through for obvious reasons. I mean, they had all those Orwell's Hall of Famers, all those insane Russians. And, I mean, at the time, Mike Babcock, I believe, was the coach. So um, captain by Lidstrom, um, Dodsu, Draper, Zetterberg, all those guys. Chelly was on the team. And then they had Osgood and, and Hashik. I mean, it, that's just insane. It's not even fair. I wish I, you know, could have seen them live. I mean, I feel like that oh. team's one of the best in history of hockey. So those, if not the best. Those two finals back to back were just fucking epic. I hated the Penguins for so long after that. Beating them yeah. that year and then facing them again the next year and losing. We we won in seven the first year and then lost in seven the next. And it was just you hated yeah. because of that. And it was just yeah. great. It was great. Imagine being very Bosa. He just kept being on the losing team. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And then the Hawks made it the next year. And I was like, oh, no. Is he going to lose a third time? But he didn't, thankfully. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, the way I know I'm saying that as a Blackhawks fan, but the way I can relate it, I mean, this is a soccer podcast after all. It's like, you know, I'm a Liverpool <laughs> fan, but even I can look back and really admire what Sir Alex Ferguson did that whole string of years that, you know, United was was so dominant and really good. I mean, you just got to appreciate greatness when it's there. You know what I mean? So that's why I picked Detroit. And for my fourth pick, no one's going to have this, but shout out to the 2002, 2003 Australian men's cricket team. This team was bananas. Um, I saw that one looking up, looking shit up. Yeah. Yeah. I caught them on one of the lists that I saw. What'd they do? Um, Made made you put them there. They went undefeated in the world cup and won 72 of 93 matches, which is unheard of in the cricket universe. And um, cricket's a pretty fucking big sport if you're not in, you know, in in North America. So I'd, I'd imagine a lot of people outside of here probably know about them, but. I don't know. I just thought I'd add that because they were pretty OP for their time. So shout out to the 0203 um, Australian men's national team for cricket. So, so before, <laughs> before we move on, I've actually, I was at a cricket match when I was in Australia in December of 2019. So that is, it is fun. If you're at like the twenties, if you go to the twenties, like the shorter version ones, they're as long as like a baseball game. Uh-huh. They are really fun. And actually I, I remember, um, asking if I could boo one of the teams and apparently booing's frowned upon. So I was told not to boo, um, but that's one of my favorite things to do. So I, I was at that. And another fun note about your Red Wings stat there. Um, I don't know if many people know this. I was at game one of that final. I was there. I, oh, I, now I know. Now I remember why. Yeah. Got it. 
I was there and there's a, I'll never forget <laughs> one of the drunkest people I've seen in my life went to like, we were in the upper area, like the highest part of the stadium. And he went and found like a mop closet or and he took out like a broom or a mop. He's like, we're sweeping them. And he's like swinging it around. So yeah, wild, wild times. But uh, I was you, speaking of cricket action, mm-hmm. we were both at a wedding in 2016 during the uh, cricket world cup, the ICC world 2020 yeah. world cup. We were in St. Kitts during the finals Yep. Um, shout out Phil. He got married there. It was the Cricket World Cup and the West Indies won. They beat wow. England in the finals. And St. Kitts is part of the West Indies. Yep. So that, was that place went fucking wild while while we were there. I for, was on the for beach, wedding I there. Hear, I could hear yep. them from the beach, like the people going. Yeah. Yeah. We we heard just shouting and screaming. Yeah. Like excitedly. And it I don't remember the exact details and I don't understand cricket at all, but the final was pretty epic. Mm-hmm. Like, like a, it, basically the equivalent of a, a ninth inning walk-off home run happened in the 2016 Cricket World Cup. Yeah, it was wild. It was wild. So yeah. that brings me to uh, Steve. What's your fourth pick? It's amazing that we've completely forgotten about the the happenings of last year or not last year jesus it's two years ago now but uh the u.s women's national team three years ago oh wow yeah england england threatened but that was it netherlands did too a little bit didn't they eh, for 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 maybe for a hot second yeah for maybe a part of the first half but we were never really pushed in any of the games the entire year didn't 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 we score a goal in the first 10 minutes of every game except for maybe the final i think so yeah celebration i I don't know the exact numbers but like yeah you know everyone everyone's gonna always remember like the mia ham years and all that all that stuff but brandy chastain yeah this team was just as dominant if not more than any of those so all right. Yeah, and and you touched on it. Um, the uh, the the tea celebration. I think that's the all time greatest yep. celebration oh, for the Alex for the Morgan. moment ever. <laughs> what is anything for me? What a selly. What a selly. Yeah, Brian, round out your uh, your fourth pick here. All right, I'm gonna go with the 1994 uh, United States Junior Hockey Team in the Goodwill Games, also known as the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay. Okay. I love it. We, we didn't rule out fictional. I'll accept no. it. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't. You know, they they had a they had a tough stretch there. They they lost to Iceland early on in the tournament. They were in tatters. They were in tatters, but you know what? It, it takes a strong team to come back from that. And and after that, they just dominated. Um, and, a, and a lasso. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, so. To give you context, a dude on the bench got onto the ice with a lasso, tackled someone, <laughs> brought him down with a lasso, and got a two-minute penalty. <laughs> That's it. I mean, it doesn't get more dominant than that. They they overcame Gordon Bombay slicking his hair back and dating the Iceland lady for a little bit too. That was yep. that was, was bananas. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen the the reports of Goldberg. 
Goldberg's state of life lately. <laughs> not, 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 not great. Yeah, it's not. I guess he's, I guess he's getting better, which is. He, he is getting better. Yes. But for a while he was in trouble. Yeah. Meth, meth happened. Breaking into, people, breaking into people's garages on meth, but he's got yeah. new teeth and he's sober. So. Oh yeah. He, he, there was like a GoFundMe for, for yeah. him to get new teeth. Wow. It's good, it's good to see he's, uh, he's coming back around. And we all know so, that we tried to knuckle puck after watching. Uh, oh, every single time. Shout out to Keenan Thompson for the knuckle puck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Julie the cat Gaffney, the best goalie in the tournament. And remember, I love you some Fulton Reed, dude. Fulton, Fulton Reed was Reed. that guy. You, you know, Fulton Reed has the the most points I think of any Mighty Ducks player throughout the series. Oh, underappreciated. Really? Yeah, wow. that's wild. And there's Kenny uh, he, he he would fight and he would score. Oh, Kenny Wu was great. Yeah, who couldn't stop until that one game and he get it ice uh, ice. No, shot. no, no. Kenny Kenny Wu Louis Mendoza oh, couldn't stop. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he didn't Kenny know English Wu. either, right? No, oh, he knew cat. English. He was American. Oh, okay. Hey, whoops. <laughs> Benny the Jet Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So that was I'm a getting great canceled. Election. Um, we're gonna move on after that. <laughs> I'm going to take for my last pick. I have so many on here, but I, I mean, we're a soccer podcast. I got to go with the Arsenal Invincibles, uh, even though it was just before I watched, you know, in 0304, 26 wins, no losses, 12 draws. So only Preston is the other team that's done it, even though they didn't like break the points record. It was a lot of draws in there, but they never lost. So I'm going to take the Invincibles. Uh, in the Premier League season, they never lost, correct? Correct. Yeah. 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 They they uh yeah they lost in Champions League and then the the team that won next year I think got more points than them yeah but but they lost so that Champions yeah, League final one was game. wild <laughs> because uh, they scored the first goal I think Henri scored right yeah um, against Barca yeah it was Barca and then they it's wild win, unfortunately so one day one day um, Jeff you're the last you're gonna round us out. I'm going to do uh, the 1947, uh, 1948 uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> Is that the last, <laughs> the last good Canadian hockey team? <laughs> Is that the last? Uh, the, sorry, just no. Just trying to get the elderly they, population. They won. <laughs> no, they were they were, they won a few after that. So, uh, what but, uh, special? Uh, that's technically our best team ever in terms of uh, when they, I think they only lost like uh, 13 games. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Not bad. Not bad at all. Does anyone have honorable mentions? Cause I have a shit ton. Should I just roll, roll through them? Two, 2008 Florida football. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Tim Tebow, they beat nine bowl teams that year by an average of 20 plus points, but they, they didn't go undefeated. So I didn't want to pick them. Uh huh. That was a good pick. 2005 Chicago White Sox. Yep. Only lost one game in the MLB playoffs as well, and I believe it was to the Angels. Yeah, it was the first game. Swept the Red Sox, swept the Astros, did what they had to do. Good night, Jim yep. Kite. Got four straight complete games, by the way, in that series, uh, in one of those series um, from starters. I also on here have the 12-13 Blackhawks, who had tw- started the season with 24 games without a loss. Um, and they also had the... is the highest points percentage in the past 20 seasons before that. Uh, They were 36, seven and five that year. And they ended up winning the cup. Um, Of course. (laughs) That was the shortened season, right? Yeah. Yep. Lockout season. The the Bears Super Bowl shuffle team, obviously just for my own self. Um, 
I had the Sox on there. I had the 2016 Cubs who broke the 108 year record, but they were also 103 and 58 that year. And non Chicago or my favorite teams that I picked were 08, 09 Barcelona, which was Pep's first season. Um, they, they didn't actually expect to be great because they sold Deco and Ronaldinho, um, but they still won the, uh, the treble that year. Um, the 11, 12 Kentucky Wildcats basketball team went 38 and two. Won the title, had seven NBA players, Anthony Davis, uh, Lamb, Kid Gilchrist, Terrence Jones, Darius Miller, Marquise Teagan, Kyle Wilcher. And finally... <laughs> Only one of them can now in the NBA. That's bananas. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's true. And finally, the 2013-14 UConn women's Husky. Uh-huh. They were 40-0, and 0, and they outscored their opponents by more than uh, 34 points a game. And they had as many 50-plus point wins as they did fewer than 20 points wins jesus that is wild yeah Um, they're my honorable mentions anything else from anyone or yeah um for um for jeff and steve don't know why i'm saying this uh 2019 the letter kenny irish big shout out to them and jonesy (laughs) um they definitely showed out uh definitely recommend watching letter kenny on hulu i ended up bidging the shit out of it and it's addicting (laughs) would highly recommend it i told you i've got you know, I brought it up earlier to because of Brian's point about Serena, but Steffi Graf in 1988 went 73-3 and three and won every single Grand Slam. She won the Golden Slam. Mm-hmm. And then Novak Djokovic in 2011, he started off the season 43-0. and 0, And I think he ended up like 70-6 and six with a 92% winning, winning percentage. And he only lost in the semifinals of the French Open against. Yeah, I'd always appreciated. I'd always appreciated the world of tennis, but I feel like uh, the general, the world just doesn't appreciate what he's what he's doing. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's so fucking fun to watch, and like, yeah, he is. He's, he's way more fun than it all. You know what? Shit, you know what the man. problem is is people in tennis. They a lot of a lot of fans of tennis latch on to people because of their personality, because they like the person and not because of the way they play. Because Djokovic to a lot of people in the world is unlikable. I don't I don't get that. It's it's because he they That's think flashy. he cares he cares too much about people liking him and he also has some anti-vaxxer views and some uh, yeah, uh, that's true. Shit. but like you know it, He's not out here like yes, okay, he might be like kind of I don't know if he's necessarily anti-vaxxer, but he's more like vaxxer choice, kinda. But like he's not out here sexually harassing people, man. <laughs> not like a True. not like a terrible human being. He's just a self-absorbed tennis player, multi-millionaire. Like, okay, yeah. He's kind of a douche and Guess what? The only reason you like Rafael Rafael Nadal or Federer more is because they don't do press the same way. Yeah, it's it's a it's a bunch of bullshit. We'll yeah. it that way. Yeah, and tennis too. I feel like you like the like people like the flashier players too, like that 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 you know have a little style in there too. But yeah, he gets the job done. Um, let's end this show with the predictions. Premier- gymnastics team too, USA. Just last shutout. What was it with uh, Sean Johnson? Was that was that her name or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. That team was fucking electric now that we got the Olympics coming up. <laughs> there we go. I'm so, going to need a favor. 
Yeah. Um, I have to take my dogs out or they're going to pee on the floor. Okay. So thanks. Can, can I email my prediction? Uh, yeah, yeah. Just shoot uh, them in. It was good yeah. having you, Jeff. And um, no we'll, we'll run another panel pretty soon then. I'll, I'll, I'll leave a quick uh, tidbit for the, the that Toronto Argonaut team that won uh, the Great Cup <laughs> with Rocket Ismail. Do you, yeah. know who owned, you know who owned them that season? I think I just saw your tweet, so I won't say the answer. It was uh, John Candy and Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> that is an awesome combination. And you see the clip that you posted, they're in it. Yeah, 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 they're in it. Everyone watch the clip. We'll have the intern retweet it. Um, it's it's electric. So the, the Grey Cup is the second best trophy in sports after the Stanley Cup. Yeah. There you go. There you go. All right. Thanks, Jeff, for coming on. And uh, All right. we'll see you soon on the next panel. Perfect. All right. Take these. All, right. All right. So we'll do our predictions then. And Jeff will email his or he'll, he'll tweet his tweet his. Um, so everyone just uh, we'll do scores, goal score, and, and let's go. Uh, Chelsea's hosting West Brom first thing Saturday. I got Chelsea three West Brom nil. Jorginho. Uh, I think they'll get a penalty. I couldn't, I mean, Werner's not scoring and I couldn't figure out who else would score. I don't know who's even going to play. Who's going to be on the bench. So I'll go, we'll go me. And just because of how it shows on my screen here, then we'll go Steve, Brian, and Arine. So Steve. I got Chelsea two West Brom zero. I'm going to go Pulisic. Okay. Nice. I'll say two nil Chelsea. Um, Jorginho is a good shout, but I will go. Hudson Nadoy. Okay. Because he, he didn't uh, play over the break. There you go. I'll go 2 0 Warner. Okay, 2 0 Warner. You think Skang is scoring? I hope, I hope he scores both of them. No, Leeds and <laughs> Sheffield. Not sure who's going to be watching this, but I got Leeds 2 Sheffield, Milt Bamford. Yeah, same score. Uh, same score. <laughs> there you go. I'll say 1 0, and I'll say Phillips. Ooh. From from the back, there you go. I got uh, two nil uh, Bamford as well. That seemed pretty good. Okay, Leicester and City earlier in the year, Leicester beat them, I believe, five to two. Now this game's at the KP. I got one one because City's better than they were then. But I feel like Leicester will just hold them. I got one one. I got Vardy. I'm gonna go one one as well, but I can't copy your Vardy pick. Let's go. Uh, Oh, God. Yeah, I have to go, Barney. Sorry. <laughs> oh, there you go. I'll say Leicester 1, City 2, Kevin De Bruyne. Okay. Um, I'll go City 3, Leicester 1. Is Aguero starting? Does he start nowadays? <laughs> he's been playing. He's know. been playing, yeah. He's not injured anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah I'll go Aguero. All right. Uh, Arsenal and Liverpool playing on Saturday afternoon, actually. I believe it's 2 Central. Um, I have no idea what's going to happen. Uh, and so I just feel like it's going to be 2-2. And I'll go with Aubameyang. I'm going to go Arsenal 1, Liverpool 3, Salah. All right. Brian? I'll say 1-1, one one, Mane. Is Mane injured? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I'll say 1-1, I'll say one one, Mane. I like a two to one Salah. I think he'll get a pen somewhere on one. I was thinking of picking him. I really was. I was like, ah, uh, do I go with him? But yeah. Um, Southampton, Burnley. I got Southampton in a shocker. I got Southampton, nil, Burnley, one. Chris Wood. I'm going to go Southampton, one, Burnley, zero. 
Minamino. Fuck it. Why not? <laughs> that pick makes more sense than mine. <laughs> I don't I'll, really think it does. <laughs> I'll say 1-1, one, one, and I'll say Che Adams. The, the Scottish, apparently, yeah, player. Scott Che Adams. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll go uh, Southampton 2, Burnley 1, and I'll go with Prowsey. There you go. Nice. Uh, Shout out. Newcastle, who stinks against Tottenham, but maybe I'll jinx Tottenham by picking them. I got Newcastle zero, Tottenham two, Harry Kane. Newcastle zero, Tottenham one, uh, Gareth Bale. Zero three, Kane. Okay. Two nil, Kane. All right. Villa, Fulham. uh, I believe Jack Relish is still out. So that really influenced my pick here. I got Villa one, Fulham two, and I think Maja is going to score. I got Fulham one, Villa zero, uh, Maja as well. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to say one, Villa one, Fulham zero, and I'll say Ali Watkins. Ali. Uh-huh. Um, is, it, is this game in Villa? Yes. yes. At Villa? Yes. Uh, I'm going to go two nil in Villa. I'm going to go with Guinea again. Okay, there we go. Oh, big John uh, McGinn. United and Brighton. This could be tricky for United. I'm telling you, Brighton's a good team, but I got United 2, Brighton 1, Bruno, penalty. I'm going to go 2-1, Rashford. I'll say 2-0, two, two Bruno. I'll go 3-0, Bruno, Penn. All right. Got to be a pen, yeah, right? Pen. Of course, Penchester. Um, we got Everton and Crystal Palace. And for some reason, I feel like Everton just doesn't do well against Palace. I, I don't yeah. know. In my head. I got 1-1. One, one. Richie. Richarlison, that is. Sorry, not Matt Richie. Richarlison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go 1-1. One, one, uh, James. Okay. Ooh, Hamas. I'll say 2-0 wow. Everton, and I'll say uh, Calvert-Lewin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like a 3-0 DCL, baby. No one picking Ebereche Eze, I see. My boy. <laughs> how's he <laughs> been, though? How's he, how's he been playing? He's been good. He's been good. What do you guys think? What, I don't know. Thoughts? What nation does he play for? Is he... I think he he's did, on England's U U twenty. He was on their U U team. I think U twenty three or whatever or whatever it was. I don't know. Someone looked that up. Uh, Wolves West Ham. Yeah, England. England. Okay. Wolves and West Ham close it out. I got Wolves nil. West Ham two. Uh, Antonio. Uh, I'm gonna go one one. Uh, Antonio. Yeah, I was thinking 1-1 one, one as well. I'm going to say Lingard. Okay. Ooh, what a time we live in. Right. Um, yeah, I'll go it's – at, it's at Wolverhampton, right? Yes. Yeah, bro. It's the Midlands. Wolves come out on top 2-1. And uh, is Raul back from the dead? No, uh, not yet. He? Not yet. No. Oh, okay. I, he probably won't play this season, but I think he's back in training. Yeah. But okay. Which is great to Ooh, see. Here's but, a question. Is Patricio back? Oh, he almost died too. That's true. Oh. The head injury. That's a good question. That's a good question. I don't know. Um, Ray Patricio. Oh, he's recovered and ready for West Ham. So, okay. He's I'm still confident in my pick. <laughs> Sorry. And are you- I don't know. Who's our leading goal scorer? I'm just going to go with them. Um, fuck. Neto? Suchek? 
<laughs> no, no, wolves. No one knows. Wolves. Got oh, wolves. It'd have to be Neto, right? That, does that really short guy still still Hodes? start for them? Yeah. He plays. I don't know if he's going to yeah. start. I can't promise he'll start. Uh, okay. Okay, fine. I'll go with uh, that dude you guys said that leads their team in scoring. I'll go with him. But I want to go with my short king, Potence, man. But um, I'll hold off on him and go with the other Ruben dude. Neves this year. Oh, really? It's oh, I think he takes their pens, right? I think so. That pieces. So who are you going yeah. with? Yeah. Uh, I'll go with Ruben Neves. Fuck it, man. All right. Okay. So uh, just, I would say, send in the gambling corner picks. Uh, I'm not, I just warn you, I'm not going to pick anything. Soccer gambling is just a, a fool's errand. <laughs> well, you're telling me, man, my opening day for baseball has been tragic, bro. <laughs> I know. I Luckily, I was way too busy today to put any money down on baseball. Yeah. I lost it all. Let me, well, while we do this real quick, DraftKings had a boost. I think if you put five dollars at least on the Dodgers and Rockies, you'd get like a, a, a twenty-five to one hundred and twenty-five percent boost, possibly. Um, I made the bet f- for getting to opt into the boost, so I had five on the Dodgers. <laughs> like shit, so I put another five on the Dodgers, and we all know that they lost. Um, and then I had five, five on the Yankees; they lost. Um, oh, oh yeah, yeah. But I got a hundred percent boost out of it, and I placed that on the on the White Sox. So actually, if the White Sox win. I put They're up three two. Yeah, I'm watching it, right now. I put ten on it, and I, it it pays out like eighteen bucks. So I'll re, I'll make plus a little bit of what I blew earlier in the day, <laughs> picking the stupid Dodgers twice. But then, anyway, <laughs> yeah, bro, I had Kershaw on my fantasy team too, so it's a double edged sword. Yeah, I uh, I don't even know if I used that right, but fuck it, you get it. I had Luis Castillo, and I think he'd given up like 10 runs in three innings. So I was like, oh, my season's over. Uh, on that note, guys, does anyone have anything to say before we uh, we had – I was just going to try to log off soon because I think – I believe the editor I use has a maximum, right, Arian, of two hours and 30 minutes. Oh, shit. <laughs> so we never – I don't think we ever had that problem exceeding it, but that might be close. a new thing. <laughs> Get close. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I'll work it here. Um, with that said, anyone want to say anything before we log out and do this panel again soon? It's great having all of you on. Welcome back, Arine. And uh, we'll have to do this sooner because it was two months, I think, between the last panel and this one. Next international break, right? Yes. Or I don't know when that is. I might just do it casually during an episode late in the season here because yeah, fair enough. This is easier. I don't have to prepare much. I just kind of show up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, there's still some, but not as much as a normal episode. So. Uh, Steve, anything else before you log off? Nada. Nope. Hitting the stretch run there. Uh, there you go. Hang in there. Uh, Arine, thanks for coming on. Anything you want to say? Um, just want to reiterate RIP, uh, Claude, man, that guy was a fucking legend and, uh, revolutionized the fan TV game, not just for Arsenal, but, uh, a lot of other, uh, teams. So shout out to him. Absolutely. So with that said, and you guys can end it however you're used to ending the show. We're going to turn over to Unai Emery. Aloha. Love you guys. Be nice to someone. Good evening, Alexa. Please to play uh, my favorite song. Good evening. 